At his latest press event, I suppose, we heard one of the most powerful statements from the president about building that wall. Strangely, it wasn't Donald Trump. It was Joe Biden who said he wants to restart construction on the wall because there's been an ongoing crisis at the border that's been exacerbated by Joe Biden himself. Talk about amazing hypocrisy and an amazing I told you so. Like, what do you say to all these people who voted for Biden where it's like, oh, you know, all that stuff Trump was doing. Turns out it was working. And then you voted for Biden to do something else. And within a few months, he realized what Trump was doing was working. Now you got the B team because mm-hmm. Donald Trump compared to Joe Biden was at like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but Donald Trump was the A team. Mm-hmm. Now you get the B team. So Joe Biden's only recourse, I suppose, is to do exactly what Trump was doing. It's amazing. He's actually going back on, on, on all of their promises. He said, we're not going to build that wall. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to stop building it. Beto O'Rourke actually said, tear the wall down. All the activists were like, shut down these child migrant facilities. We had AOC saying, these are concentration camps. And it's not my opinion. It's expert analysis. Where's she at now? She's tweeting that concentration camps are actually just influx facilities with controversial records. Boy, that's one way to put it. Amazing. We were only a few months in and Joe Biden has already realized that Trump was right. How incredible is that? So we're going to talk about this, among other things. There's another really funny story. Apparently, Jordan Peterson is is like the basis for the Red Skull in the new Captain America comic, which for some reason, these these woke leftists love defending Nazis. It's the weirdest thing. Of course, they'll call a conservative a Nazi. But when it comes to literal Nazis like the Red Skull, they're like, Let's let's model him after Jordan Peterson, who is a mainstream and popular personality among regular people. Sure, they might try and claim that Jordan Peterson is fringe or whatever. But if you actually look at Jordan Peterson and the coverage he's gotten, New York Times bestseller, new book coming out. He's appeared on talk shows, not super political, not super controversial. That's that's what they're claiming is the bad guy. That's creepy stuff. We'll talk about it. Joining us today is Josie, the redheaded libertarian. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you want to just give a quick little introduction? My name is Josie, and I am on Twitter at the T R H L. And um, you're a libertarian. I'm <laughs> I'm a Ron Paul libertarian. I'm a real libertarian, not any of that LP crap. Ooh, mm. those are fighting words. Fighting the Libertarian words. Party was yelling at me. The Libertarian Party of Texas was yelling at me. <laughs> oh. remember, remember, remember when Joe Jorgensen tweeted? It's not enough to not be racist. We must actively be anti-racist. You know, I got blamed for that. You got blamed. For I that? got blamed for that. Why did you get blamed? I for have it? nothing to do with that abomination. But um, someone, someone thought that I tweeted that for some reason. Right. I have no idea who tweeted that. I don't know. I don't care who tweeted. Joe that. Jorgensen tweeted it. No, it was people who worked for her. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Oh, they thought you. So were... they thought I worked for her and I tweeted, and it was a rumor that I, I tweeted, I tweeted that, and I'm like, I. That, that's bizarre, but yeah. So I just, I just loved the idea of a libertarian party telling people what they must do. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the opposite of what you're supposed to be, you know, preaching. Like, remember when that guy got on stage and took his clothes off? Yeah. <laughs> the, the libertarian party, party is just great. devolved. Oh, uh, libertarian party. Oh, my God. Were they at you one know? point awesome, like regular libertarians? Yeah, they used to be normal. Now they're not normal. <laughs> yeah. Now there was like, apparently a couple of years ago, there was a debate over whether or not uh, an individual should be allowed to sell drugs to kids. Yep. Oh yeah, Austin Peterson. Shout out. Yeah, was right. that, yep. was that his He's argument? Great. No, that was him. He said 
No. Are you nuts? He, everybody booed him. <laughs> they booed him when he said they no? They booed him when he said no because oh, he wouldn't wow. sell the drugs to the kids. <laughs> like, that's a line, man. No, I mean, there's like, dude. there's there's things that, that the Libertarian Party nowadays skews to the point where like I don't even like to associate with it. You know, I started this as a Ron Paul Libertarian, a small L, you know understanding uh property rights self-ownership um personal responsibility accountability and um the non-aggression principle and it's it's devolved into this like marxist like all the talking points um how so, weird is that, right? It's like the worst part of wokeness, but with like pro corporate authority. It's the opposite. And it's so so if you think about for instance, like we want to abolish the borders. That's right out of the communist Mo- manifesto. That's chapter 2. You can go ahead and get it from the library or your Marxist neighbor and read it. Um chapter 2, it talks about abolishing nations, abolishing borders, taking that stuff down and it's like you know, there should be a path to immigration, an easy path to immigration. You should, you know, like show up, say, hi, I'm a stonemason. Here's my family. I fled Venezuela. Please let me in. They go, all right, let's do fingerprints. Oh, you're not, you're not a terrible person. Go in. You can't get benefits for placement. Yes. You know, figuring out where they can survive and not be tossed randomly into a gutter is one of the big problems. Yes. So all the open borders people, it's like, Send them to the ghetto. Mm. Like, no, 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 we want, we want to fix that. So we'll rag on the Libertarian Party. There's, oh, there's much yeah. to rag on. Uh, yes. we, we got, we got Ian. He's what up, everybody? Ian's wearing a brown shirt. Ian Crossland here. <laughs> hanging out with this awesome uh, periodic table of the elements with a piece of each it's element. And a, oh. Except for the radioactive ones. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that would you know, be bad for a you. A few other choice really elements. Bad. But there's a, literally a piece of each each element in this acrylic. It's very but cool. But is it, is, do, do, does every single radioactive element emit gamma waves? I don't know. Because it's the alpha and beta yeah. particles. I guess I guess they emit gamma radiation. That's you, you know. I don't know enough about it. You're the chemist, though. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also got Lydia pressing buttons. I am mm-hmm. pushing buttons in the corner. I'm Sour Patch Lids. And Josie's hair makes my hair look completely brown, not red at all. So I'm enjoying this red-haired company. We absolutely <laughs> must talk about Joe, bon- Joe Biden wanting to build that wall. Before we do, my friends, smash that like button, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We are so close to 1 million subscribers, and with your help, we will get there. That's, so thank you all so much. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a good review because it helps as well. But go to TimCast.com first and foremost. Become a member to get access to members-only exclusive posts, even full full episodes. We've got a huge library of content that we've been expanding and building up now. We're doing about four per week, which means we've been doing this for a few months. There's probably several dozen videos that you could watch from all of your fa- your favorite guests like James O'Keefe, like Seamus from Freedom Tunes and Jack Murphy and even Michael Malice. And you will get that if you, come a- if you become a member. But becoming a member helps support the show in the event that we get banned. This is where we will have all of our content. And uh, we had to set it up because... As you've, as you've seen with like Steven Crowder, for instance, yeah, they're, they're getting ban happy and it's possible, but we got, we, we have a bunch of really awesome stuff in the works. I'm having uh, pitch meetings with people yes. about doing shows and doing movies and just actual content. So we might actually have a content library of TV shows and stuff. Ooh. Should be a lot of fun. Again, timcast.com. And again, smash the like button, share the, the podcast. Let's talk about Biden building that wall. We have the story from the Daily Mail. Biden now wants to restart construction on Trump's border wall to plug the gaps with kids camps way over capacity and a new surge of migrants coming from Guatemala. This is amazing. Joe Biden actually shut down the construction as soon as he gets in because people like Joe Biden and the people who voted for him. Look, I'm trying to be nice. I'll be respectful. I understand a lot of people just didn't know what they were voting for when they voted for Biden. They hear something 
There's no logical basis to it. It's just an emotional reaction. The wall is racist. Donald Trump is the Cheeto dictator. So the wall must be stopped. So Biden gets in and goes, yeah, come on. You know, stop the wall. You got to you got to, you know, get the, the straight razor in the barrel and then bang it on the, the <laughs> fence to make it come down. And then he stops construction. And then all of a sudden we're dealing with this massive border crisis. Why? Because Biden basically signaled to all of these individuals in other countries open for business. What did Biden say? Moratorium on deportations for 100 days. He lost that fight, but he still said it. So these people are thinking, oh, under Trump, you know, they're going to throw you out. At least you can try and get some media pity under Joe Biden. So here they come. Now, Joe Biden has no choice but to reopen the child detention centers. He's putting children under bridges in McAllen, Texas, to sleeping in dirt. And now he's going to rebuild the wall. I got to say, I wonder if the Trump supporters are going to be like, all right, we'll take the win on that one. You know, we were worried we weren't going to get the wall and now Trump's going to build the wall. So uh, how very um, that's strong leadership from Joe Biden, right? Yeah. You know, he actually said that he inherited this crisis. It was exactly <laughs> like this. We just didn't hear about it because the media never would have smeared Donald Trump. That's right. That's right. No, yeah. never. Is it because of like a global recession that we're getting this influx of migrants or have we always... Well, so there, there is, there are seasonal waves. That's true. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden tried claiming, oh, there's no crisis. You know, it's, it's, it's seasonal wave. Come on, man. And what's actually happening because ABC, I think ABC and NBC jur- uh, journalists interviewed some illegal immigrants who are like, uh, it's cause Joe Biden says he's going to be nice and he's giving us an opportunity to come. So you actually had, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been CNN where they were like, you can't deny this. You actually have, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. It was, uh, Jonathan Carl. I think he was talking to Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter of CNN was like, these are right wing talking points. <laughs> and this guy from ABC is like, no, it isn't. <laughs> Our reporter went down and the, the illegal immigrant said it's because of Biden. Well, there you go. You vote for a guy who screws it up. And now the best he can offer is trying to do what Trump was already doing. It is true that the words of the president have resounding impact like when trump was like get him out of here hit that guy or something at a rally and then you saw started to see this wave of people punching people he said something like you know i would hit him and you know i'll pay the legal fees or something like that someone decked a guy at one of his rallies so it does and if biden mentioned that even in passing i can imagine it would definitely be affecting people so there's you know there's one of the big problems with trump during his presidency but he 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 did stop that that was early in his campaigns and then he was like no no we can't do that we'll let the police handle it because he realized like no i can't tell people to do something like that or, or 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 support in any way but with donald i sorry i think some of that was going from being a celebrity you know, celebrity businessman, like well liked guy, friends of everybody. The first time he was ever booed was going down that escalator. Never yeah. been booed in his life. Um, so I think a lot of that was how he would have behaved as, you know, a personality. Yep. And then being like, Oh my gosh, I'm I'm running for president, I can't I can't say things like that anymore. However, mm-hmm. because of things like that, imagine what these other countries must have been thinking when it's like imagine you're you know, like Iran or something and they're like, Well, we need you to go and have this meeting with Donald Trump and the guy goes <laughs> What am I going to say to that guy? That guy's crazy. <laughs> like, no matter what I say, he's going to be yelling at me. And it's like, I, I, I'm not going to get anything done. And so all of these countries are probably on edge every time they would meet with Trump or have to meet with the U.S. because they're like, Trump is just going to demand and there's nothing you can do to convince the guy. Now they got Sleepy Joe. Mm-hmm. Now they're all laughing and high-fiving each other. And they're like, yes. So imagine what ev- how everyone is feeling. You've got a lot of people who want to come to, these, come to this country. And I, and I said this before. I'll say it again because I love saying it. I have infinitely more respect for illegal immigrants who are willing to crawl through, you know, walk through vast swaths of desert 
risking their lives going on thousand mile journey because they think America is that awesome. Mm-hmm. As opposed to these woke leftists who are like, America is racist and awful. Our healthcare is awful. It's like, oh, okay, tell that to the people who are dying to come here, who are like surging at the border. So I digress. These people want to come. They're regular people. They clearly see the rhetoric of Donald Trump was very extreme. We're going to send them back. You got to stay. We're going to build a wall. And they're like, you could risk this huge journey. And they're going to they're going to kick you out into Mexico with the remain in Mexico policy. Now with Joe Biden, it's like doors open. Let's roll. That's right. How much more of the wall do they have to build? (laughs) Well, Biden wants to plug up some gaps. So like how complete is it? Are you guys familiar with it? Uh, it's about, I think last, the last number I read was like 700 miles. I think was it was yes. 700? No, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 700. Yeah. And what, what they tried doing was smearing Trump by saying like, uh, he, Trump proposed a big, beautiful wall, 30 foot concrete from sea to shining sea. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like, you're not going to build 2000, whatever miles of wall. Then what happens is when Trump gets in and he finally gets the funding, he starts reinforcing select areas where there's, Serious problems, trafficking, smuggling, etc. And then they started claiming Trump's only replacing existing wall, which was the craziest lie mm-hmm. because the wall, the wall, I'm doing air quotes, was like two pieces, like two two by fours and an X shape with another two by four on top. Did you guys ever see the wall with your own eyes? I've just seen pictures of, of both. I I've went seen. to Tijuana South. Mm-hmm. They're right by uh, South South. California. And man, it was junk. It was like wooden oh, yeah, posts totally. going out into the water, like 40 feet. Walk around like it. you could just swim out yeah. around it and go. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I, I was, I, I've been to various points on the border recently. In the past few years, I was in uh, Mexicali and Calexico, I think is the city's name. And it's, it's really amazing how it's actually in, in, in some ways rather porous legally. Like people just walk back and forth every single day like normal. So like some people from Mexico are like, they walk up and they're like, here's my ID. It's like, what are you coming for? I'm going shopping. Have a nice day, sir. And they walk into the U.S., they go shopping and they go home. Where are you going? I'm going home. Have a nice day, sir. But yeah, you, you could see the wall and we went a little further out and you could see the, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it, it's like fencing and you see the trucks driving along it. Well, so what happened was Donald Trump wanted a big concrete wall and I guess CBP and ICE, they were like, I, CBP said, you don't want a wall because we need to see on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they're like, what if we do like fencing and then a wall on top? And they're like, we need to see on the other side of it. They made oh, windows. Okay. Like you can walk through the wall. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. open like a regular old window. Like, sliding glass doors. Huh. Sliding glass <laughs> doors. <laughs> well, so, so Trump. Curtains. So so the media claims Trump didn't build the wall. Mm-hmm. Mexico obviously didn't pay for it. Trump tried claiming the trade deal was going to you know pay for it over. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they, he built select secure fencing, triple layered in some areas. So you've got one big fence, a smaller fence, and a smaller fence, razor wire, and CBP vehicles driving in between the two. Particularly secure. Well, they were doing construction on it. Joe Biden stopped it. And then, boom, border crisis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard that most migrants come in uh, via airplane. I don't think that I don't think it's most. Oh, but I think it's a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. They like fly into Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, they they fly in on tourist visas and then stay. Yeah. They never leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are a bunch of other issues, too, that, that are legit. Like, um... What, what do they call it? Uh, like, what, what is it called? Pregnancy tourism or something like that? Oh, yeah. Birth, birth tourism. Birth tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So. Where they yeah, fly really, and have a baby? And yep, then, yep. Yep. So a woman will be, you know, on the verge of Grab giving birth. Yes. She'll fly here. You get three to six months, depending on what your visa is. Mm-hmm. And they just wait, have the kid. The kid's a citizen. It yep. could be. What do you guys think should be like the criteria of immigrating to the United States? 
Uh, Hunger Games. If you oh, yeah, you got to yeah. compete, and the, only the person who survives yeah. gets the citizenship. I'll watch. Okay, I'll, Obviously, I'll, I'll I'll start it off. I think I think they should speak English. Mm-hmm. One hundred. You need. That's my number one. Mm-hmm. Think, really? No. Why? Because otherwise, I just want people to assimilate into the culture. That that that, that is a good point. Assimilation uh, is a good point. I wonder maybe if they should commit to to learning to speak English. Like yeah. you know, like something. Something on those lines as opposed to already knowing the English when they I, might not have the means to learn it. I, I understand the point, but I kind of feel like maybe Americans should learn more languages, oh, too. Yeah. And oh, so, that's racist. What, saying that though? Americans should learn more languages? <laughs> no, Is it cultural no, like, appropriation? Cultural appropriation, yes. yes. <laughs> if we sense. speak English. If we learn Spanish, it's cultural appropriation. I read that somewhere. Oh, so it yeah. must be true. Yeah, yeah. The, remember those ladies who mm. were, were making tacos in Portland or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got shut down. Shut yeah. down. Oh, and the story gosh. was like they would look through the windows at Mexican restaurants to mm-hmm. like see how things were done. And that yeah. was stealing. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> most of these restaurants... There's like they have the the abuelita making the tor- corn tortillas in front of everybody to show you it's like real fresh, it. mm-hmm. and it's just it's like corn flour and water, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you just like and you put on the thing. It's just authentic when you got the nice little you know grandma. She's making it for you. I went to one place it was awesome. Right when you walk in, there's like the 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 grill, mm-hmm. and there was a little you know Mexican grandmother, and she's smiling and waving, and she's making tortillas, and I was like. This is going to be the best taco I've ever had. <laughs> but apparently, I'm not supposed to like that. Oh. It's crazy. Like, you, you have these, these, these restaurants, and they're like, we want people to, you know, enjoy this stuff. Anyway, going back to the main point. Mm. Dude, look. We have Mexican restaurants all over the U.S. It becomes a part of our culture. We're the great American melting pot. I do get your point about speaking English, because mm. if people can't talk to each other, it's hard for them to work together. So I saw that when I went to Sweden, when you had the Somali migrants and refugees from 20 years ago. When they weren't properly integrated, they created their sort of own community that didn't work properly with the Swedish, you know, like community. And so it created poverty. It it created poverty. It bred crime. And then the Swedes were super racist and they were like, oh, those people are are bad. And it's like, dude, you took people from a war-torn country who were desperate. Good for you. I appreciate that. That's a good thing to do. But you then just dropped them in a city center somewhere and left. And these people had no idea how to speak Swedish or get Mm. jobs what were they supposed to do? You can't just do that. Saving the people was a great idea, but you, it's, it's like half-assed. And that's what's happening now with the left and the open borders people. They're like, let them come in. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, after they come in and there's 90 miles of desert, what do we do next? I don't know. Mm-hmm. When CBP picks up this kid and he's sick and dies, they blame CBP for it. Should have just let the kid die in the desert? Mm. They give you these half-answers. They're emotional. There was, like, there was one group of people that put food and water randomly out in the desert. And they got arrested for it, for littering. And it was this big thing on the left where they're like, oh, how awful are police? It's so insane. They were trying to save migrants. I'm like, dude, you can't go into the desert and just put food and water on the ground and think you're feeding someone. (laughs) Animals will come or you're just quite literally putting garbage out that no one's going to eat. It's the craziest thing. Emotional, uh, emotional responses. And now here we are months out and at least Joe Biden's not tweeting mean things. Refugees, I, I find a little different. I would be okay letting refugees in regardless of the language they speak because that's a, that's a different situation. But immigration, that's where, that's where I start to draw the line. Economic migration, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the issue is like in the place where I grew up, everyone spoke Polish. <laughs> Some people didn't even speak English. You know what I mean? Okay. So, there, there are issues of integration if a large portion of an area can't communicate with, like, the gas station attendant. What about uh, Ilhan's district? Dearborn? Somalia? No, no, no. She's yeah. not in Dearborn. That's Is Michigan. She, uh, that's, sorry. I'm, I'm she's totally Minneapolis, crossed she? that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but the, I'm thinking about 
Dearborn, I, I think Dearborn, Michigan. It's pretty much like you. It's, it's like you, oh, you, Dearborn, you feel like you're going through another country when mm-hmm. you go through Dearborn. But they speak English mm-hmm. enough, yep. and so it works. Like I went, to, I, I've been to Dearborn a couple times, yep. and a lot of the businesses it's written. So in they've Arabic. assimilated. I've never seen it. I've just we were talking about um, the Swedish community, and I was wondering if America had one. I would say it was very similar. <clears throat> yep. In that you go there, and or at least when I went there, there are areas where everything's in Arabic, mm-hmm. and you go to a restaurant, but they can speak English. And I had a great time. I, to be completely honest, okay. I understand maybe there are some concerns, you know, uh, you know, about maybe gangs or extremism, or whatever. When I went there, went to a car wash. Everybody was really nice. Went out to eat. We went and got um, Mediterranean food. It was amazing. It was like legit, made by people who knew how to make, you know, falafel nice. and hummus and all that good stuff. So. Are, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it is an issue of how can one community work with another community or the greater community if they don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm not entirely convinced that that can't be navigated somehow like it's, it's the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? I, I don't think people need to – I'll put it this way. I don't think they need to be fluent in English. They need to be able to communicate. We need to be able to communi- communicate with each other to a certain degree. So I don't know how you solve for that. I do, I do agree with you on the refugee point, though. Economic migrants who are coming here for work and for jobs should be able to interact and, and, and work with other people, and that requires probably a base, basic level of uh, English mm-hmm. because we are a predominantly English-speaking country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to be able to work, but I also think there's a huge part of life that is not work. I basically live for my work. I really enjoy working, and I like being able to talk to all you guys. But at the same time, if you want to be able to actually be a part of the culture that you're in, you have to be able to speak well enough in the language that whatever country that you're in, that you have to be able to like go out and meet in groups. You have to be able to meet other people who already live there. I do think that fluency is a huge benefit to people who come to the U.S. I, I wonder if this um, multiculturalism is it's something that's been in America for a long time. And I wonder if it's one of the reasons we see things in the United States we don't see in other parts of the world in the same levels. So actually, that that, that, that probably makes no sense. I was going to say, like, when you look at certain police brutality instances, Mm -hmm. it's interesting if you go to a country like Sweden or Norway, which are overwhelmingly white, and they say, oh, but we don't have these things. And I'm like, perhaps there's a, you know, race plays a role and there's like some kind of racism that can go in any direction that doesn't exist in a homogenous community where they all agree, speak the same language, do the same thing. It's not necessarily about race. It's about, I guess, familiarity. But I, I guess my point was that in the United States, like... There are segregated neighborhoods all over Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's it's all totally segregated. No joke. You cross, you go from Archer on the south side, you go past Cicero, and the billboards are now in Spanish. You go the other direction, and then you got a bunch of signs in Polish. So how are these people going to, you know, interact or work with each other when they're just like very distinct and separate culturally, morally, and linguistically? I feel like that could lead to an inability for people to come together and work together. For sure. Familiarity is key. Like if this this isn't a race war, it's, if anything, it's like a, a class war or familiar. Like you, you you tend to be afraid of what you don't understand, the unknown. You know, and language plays directly into that. If, and and a bias towards the in group. So and, if you're an English speaking American, you have a bias towards people who are like you. And those within you know the Polish community in Chicago aren't going to be able to branch out and work. Their 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 jobs are in their community. That's why their community there's no way to go up 
they're kind right. of stuck in that in that circle. There's there's no opportunities outside because you don't speak the language. But the older generation. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the kids all speak English. Mm-hmm. Like yep. Luke, for instance. You know, he's, he's, on, he's, on, he's he was on the show for a little bit, and then he just abandoned us. Yeah, he left. You know, because he's, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a cold, callous individual. Narcopolco, Mexico. He went to Florida, I guess. Shame. But uh, but he's born in Poland. He moves here. He, mm-hmm. he grows up speaking English. I, I, he talked about how it was not so easy for him because when he came here, he didn't. Mm-hmm. But then he did. And now he's, you know, extremely, in my opinion, extremely important American defending American values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm like, I'm not super concerned necessarily with, you know, people coming here who don't speak the language. If they can function and they can work and they can, you know, be a part of the community, their kids will grow up. And it's really just about if we're doing a good, if we're doing right by our kids and teaching them the you know, important values. However, I guess that's not something we're we're doing entirely at this point. A lot of people don't want to have kids. They're talking about, oh, I can't raise a kid in this mm-hmm. environment. And it's like. If you don't have kids, then who's going to have kids? It's going to be like idiocracy, you know? Well, a lot of it, too, they're they're excusing themselves to be able to extend their own childhood. Yeah. Mm. You know, a lot of it is not that they, they don't want kids. Maybe in a different life they'd want kids. But right now they're very – it's it's a me generation. It's very – it's yeah. the most selfish generation ever. I think, I think the idea of childhood is a modern creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when – I can't remember who it was in Republican was like, kids need jobs. And then the Democrats were like, oh, you want to go back to the 1900s putting kids in factories? And it's like, no, no, no. but kids should do work Mowing with the family. The right. <laughs> but more than that, like, uh, I think kids should Paper spend more time seeing what their parents do for a living, mm-hmm. understanding the real world. And we should be treating kids like adults. Mm-hmm. The problem is, as generation to generation has, 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 you know, come and gone, it seems like it, it used to be you had a kid. The kid had to grow up fast. There was war. There was death. There was famine. Stop crying. You're 13. You're a man now. Mm-hmm. And that's like pretty brutal. And we're like, nah, like we want to be like kind of chill. But we keep pampering the next generation. Oh, yeah. Now it's like kids are – I say kids. Now you got people who are 26 years old and they're like just getting out of college and they've never had a job in their lives. It's like, dude, you're 26. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I – I learned how to cook when I was 14. I didn't even realize this. I just realized this a couple days ago because I'm, I'm a bit of a chef, a cook. I mm-hmm. love cooking. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. the smell, making this. And I used to work at a chicken shack when I was 14. I think that directly contributed to my ability to understand food. I didn't even think of that, but you gotta, you gotta learn, teach. And you gotta, learn you learn young too. Dude, when I went to South America, the kids would like be boat captains at the age of nine. You'd go down the, the Amazon wow. or the Italian. and they'd be like full on, Running the show, nine-year-olds. Imagine being like 15 from one of these countries. You come to the United States and you've been a boat captain running your own business. <laughs> and then you come here and you see all these 15-year-olds like sitting around picking their nose and you're like, wow. What are you doing? How are these people going to like – you know what it is, man? It is it is capital city. Hunger Games, man. Affluenza. It is – yeah. Yeah, Americans in general are suffer- suffering from affluenza they actually, as a whole. A judge adjudicated that affluenza was a thing. Think, right, right. Yeah. But listen – that's like the specific case. It's kind of like I roll my eyes at that, 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 that ruling's ridiculous. What? But think about Americans in general, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17, 18-year-olds who don't have jobs and never did. I had a job at 14. And before that, I was volunteer at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. What was your yeah. job at 14? Uh, fast food. Perfect. Yep. Just, at that 14? Was 14. But yep. how, are you, how are you legally allowed to do that? Because you could work at 14. I'm, I'm older than I look. Like a worker's permit? Yeah. When did they change the law to be that you had to be 16? Or Shortly that... after I started working. Interesting. Oh, even with a worker's permit? Mm-hmm. I was I, able to... Get... I don't know, actually. I didn't get a worker's permit at I worked 14. for my family business yeah. Uh, yeah. when I was real young, so... 
Yeah, and a lot of like table. kids, like I mean, I come from a, a family. A lot of them live up in uh, rural Vermont, and they all own farms. And those kids have been, you know, collecting eggs from the chickens since Heck they yeah. were five. Yeah. You know, you gotta That's my first job. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta have a sort of responsibility, a personal responsibility to become a you know well rounded person. When you don't, you end up with a bunch of woke me first. <sighs> You, you lack. Know. You end up lacking responsibility and accountability, and that's kind of why America's in chaos right now. No one takes any responsibility for what they do. That's why it's crazy to me when, when, when people come over off gas and they'll be like they'll, – they'll look at my work schedule and be like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I think you're crazy, man. <laughs> like no offense to some of these people, but like I, I, I used to work every weekend as well. Now mm-hmm. weekend is partially administrative with some time off to relax, go out to eat or whatever. But it's like I work, you know, eight to four and then I work seven to 11 every day. And in between, all I'm doing is like eating or exercising. It's like all of my time is consumed. And I'm like, what would I do if I wasn't working? Like, what do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Do you like just sit there? Yeah, Didn't meditation. My Netflix, mind, man. Meditation. <laughs> no, no. You blank out. Your, you blank your mind. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's weird. You get younger. That's weird to me. Regeneration. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I, I think you have a hobby and you do your hobby and I mean, you raise your family if you have a family chores, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people without purpose and yep. so uh that's that's kind of a cancer right now in America too because they they think they find a, a purpose is something you just want to commit your life to. Like a lot of people, especially the older generations, their purpose is their family. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they've set money aside, they just dote on their family, they they love their family. They spend time with their family. But you get a younger generation, and their purpose is the next big drama, and that's their. They commit their whole life to this. This is they're going to go to protest the wall, and that's just their. That's their purpose. That's their whole life. They put everything into it until that passes, and their purpose is gone. So then they have that drop. Speaking of purpose, yes. Oh, yes. let's talk about this story from Bounding into Comics. Excellent. Marvel Comics author Ta-Nehisi Coates Ugh. compares Jordan Peterson to the Red Skull in the latest issue of Captain America. And this plays into purpose, accountability, responsibility. And for some reason, the woke left desperately trying to defend Nazi ideology, probably because they share that ideology to a great degree. For those that aren't familiar, the Red Skull is quite literally a Nazi scientist in the Captain America comic. He was the villain for Captain America, and it was written when, you know, like World War II and stuff. So uh, Red Skull's a Nazi. <laughs> in this latest iteration, the Red Skull is apparently a YouTube self-help guru <gasps> who is telling people to, like, the 10 rules for life or something. And I just love the idea how insane this comic is. Let me see if I can uh, – I'll pull image? up. Yeah. Here it is right here. Check it out. Captain America, he's in this hospital and he says, so let me guess, your brother, he disappears into the internet. And when he comes back out, he can't stop talking about his new theory of the world. And that theory comes from one man, the Red Skull. And look at this laptop, Chaos and Order, Carl Luger's genius, the feminist trap. And it's the Red Skull saying 10 rules for life. Wow. Very obviously Mm. Jordan Peterson. Could you imagine if like, the internet actually allowed a former Nazi scientist to go on and preach like extremism. They barely allow conservatives to say, learn to code. <laughs> like they're going to allow the red skull on the internet. <laughs> is this a real? This is this a real this joke? Is no, real. this is real. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. This is the real life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look, dude, when, listen, this is important. When you live the most privileged, pampered, affluenza life, and then along comes a psychologist who's like, Clean, hey, your, clean room. your room. That's <laughs> 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 violence. It's painful. Be responsible. No, no, no. But seriously, these people 
are wads of cookie dough. Mm-hmm. They are they are puffy little pink marshmallows that you touch them slightly and it leaves a dent and they start screaming because they've never experienced sensation of touch before. So you get someone like Jordan Peterson who's like, clean your room. And it's like, how dare you tell me to do work? Work is not real. Mm-hmm. It's offensive. Genuinely, I believe these people feel physical pain when someone calls them a name because they've never experienced it before. It's like for the first time in their life, they're feeling a negative emotion because someone doesn't like them. These are people who grow up and they're given a trophy for everything. They go to school and then, you know, they answer the question wrong. That's okay. Here's your trophy. And they're like, yes, there's my dopamine rush. Get it wrong. You get the award anyway. Now they're older and they finally graduate college outside of their bubble, you know, bubble. And then they're like walking down the street and some guy goes, you suck. And they go, and they just like drop to their knees and like start hyperventilating. Or Jordan Peterson writes a book where he's like, if you want to be better, take responsibility for yourself. Stand up straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stand yeah. up straight. Don't let anyone ride your back. Yeah. That's it. He's amazing. Mm. Clinical psychologist, him. professor, vocal advocate for human rights. Uh, it's brilliant. A, and Red yeah. Skull. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently the Red Skull. And a, and a Nazi scientist. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Jordan. <laughs> Can you imagine like Captain America, his persona is opposed to classical liberalism and responsibility? Nope. It's, it's, it. it's the antithesis. Right. It's like it's like Captain America may as well be Hydra at this point. Mm-hmm. So Although they did that at one point, I guess. Who mm-hmm. wrote that comic? Ta-Nehisi Coates. Coates That's yes. like a, a, um, a critical. Oh, it's an activist is writing Marvel comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a cult. Uh, a cultist. It's a journalist. Dog, you know, cult, yeah. cult dogma. Um, racist. I, w- I would say, you know, they try to use language for all their arguments. What's what's the. I don't want to say Nazi. You know, they like to use that word, but it's become rather meaningless. And, and, and like they call Jordan Peterson a Nazi, and it's like he's a he he complains about the Nazis. You know? and he's like he's a classical liberal psychologist who tells people to be responsible for themselves. It's like not Nazism. So these people are something very similar. They hold a lot of the same belief structures and values, right? They're pro segregation. They like uh, Ibram X Kendi, for instance, said the only solution to past discrimination is present discrimination, which is like identitarianism, which overlaps greatly with the Nazi ideology. And you have classical liberals who are like, be responsible for yourself. You know, the rights are for the individual and things like that. They're trying to villainize those who believe in freedom and liberty because they're authoritarians. It's like, you know, and they want people to bow to their cult. So it's it's no surprise they're trying to liken Jordan Peterson to the Red Skull. The crazy thing about it, though, is what they're effectively doing is they're making Nazis look good, Mm. which is the creepiest thing about it. Jordan Peterson's popular. Mm-hmm. He's a famous guy. He's a mainstream personality. The left might call him controversial, but he appears on talk shows, talk shows about a variety of issues. So for them to be like the Red Skull is a Nazi and like this is, you know, Jordan Peterson, it's like, are you trying to make make it look like Nazis are mainstream and accepted in society? Apparently, yes. Yes. Because they want to use that as a boogeyman. Hmm. So they soften the, 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 the view and they defend it. So over at, over at the comic, let's, I'll show you a little bit more. Oh, yeah. This guy says, uh, Captain America says, it's all the it's the same for all of them. Young men, weak, looking for purpose. I found the flag. You found the badge. They found the skull. He tells them what they've always longed to hear, that they are secretly great, that the whole world is against them, that if they're truly men, they'll fight back. And bingo, that's their purpose. That's what they live for. And that's what they'll die for. It's kind of funny, this idea that like, individualists are more likely to die for their ideals than a collectivist. Hmm. I kind of don't know if that's true. You know what I mean? 
like a, a communist right. is going to be the alive. hive is willing to expend the the drones way more readily than the individual. The individual will defend their lives, you know, to the last foot. But maybe sure. maybe individuals recognize the importance of individual action, and that if they don't stand up, no one will. Whereas collectivists are like, someone else will do it. Why should I have to? Hmm. So yeah, maybe. I I keep thinking that. The Red Skull and Superman are going to do a crossover. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, Michael Malice and Jordan Peterson. Oh, they did an interview <laughs> yeah. a couple of days ago. It was a little it. off topic. I, I want to get yeah. it out. Before now I that Jordan Peterson it, is yeah. the Red Skull, <laughs> yes. And of course, uh, yeah, Michael so is Superman. Dumb. I have an upcoming interview. <laughs> it is really dumb. Yeah. I, I'm almost aghast and, yeah, and dumbfounded. The, the left can't meme. They really can't. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. They, 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 there's more. They say oh, later wow. at the conclusion of the issue, Red Skull's followers proceed to overwhelm a wounded Captain America before he is rescued from his attackers by an armored Sharon Carter. In turn, Red Skull takes footage of Roger's defeat and proceeds to use it in a propaganda video, appealing to the various racist and terroristic groups who've taken up his message by offering them a metaphorical sword of manhood. He says, what has happened to the men of the world is truly one of the great tragedies of our time. Once the American man was a conqueror, now he is but a caretaker. And a caretaker of what? He stands for some amorphous dream, a dream of nothing. But what I offer you is more than just some petty dream, more than a life of tending the hearth. No more shall women be summoned to fight your battles. I offer steel. I, I offer steel for your spine and iron for your gut. I offer you the sword of manhood. Oh, <laughs> this oh that's sounds, so cringy. This sounds like a take on his uh, Jordan's explanation of the meek shall inherit the earth, mm-hmm. meaning right. not the weak. Uh, what it actually means is that those with a large weapon that choose not to use it, mm-hmm. those are the meek and those are the people that are usually the most respected and the ones that they have self-control yes yep and obviously this guy destroyed that message and made it sound like he's trying to weaponize people well that also lets you know that he's he's a threat his his words are a threat yep jordan peterson is threatening to them that's why they have to be like nope he's a nazi and i'm gonna meme about it because i'm good at that Mm. maybe i also kind of think that they're just really dumb yeah, and so possibly. they need something to be a villain and they don't know. So they choose Jordan Peterson and it literally makes no sense. Because mm-hmm. if you actually look at Jordan Peterson, he's like, Nazis are bad. I'm and guessing. they're like, well, that clearly d- means that Jordan Peterson's a Nazi. So <laughs> I'm guessing he probably sat there and he's like, all right, who are some um, self-help? You know, who who are some mainstream conservative um I, I, well, everybody they don't like is conservative. Right. He's not. He's, he's not but, even... you know, who, who are like, you know, he's pro-masculinity. So so who are some big voices that are pro-masculinity? Because masculinity is evil right now. They are feminizing the military. They want nothing to do with, with, with masculinity right now. That's bad. It's all toxic, all masculinity is. So you think, you wonder if he sat there and they kind of went over different mainstream, you know, men who have a podium and just landed on him by like a roll of the dice too and we're like you know where does this lead to if our 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 comic books our movies are telling men not to be masculine they're saying masculinity is toxic and they're trying to prop up people like brie larson who's just like a really mean person Mm -hmm. i imagine it's like idiocracy did predict social justice you know for those that have seen the movie you guys have seen idiocracy right no part of it the, the the idea is that Evolution stopped rewarding the strongest and simply rewards those who reproduce the most. That's mm-hmm. us. So, like, stupid people are having tons of kids and smart people are like, now's not the time. So mm-hmm. in 500 years, everyone's really dumb. Mm-hmm. However, what they didn't account for is wokeness. So I'm, I'm imagining if all of these media outlets are saying, be effeminate, essentially, 
don't be masculine. Masculinity is wrong. Jordan Peterson's a bad guy. Eventually, you're going to get a bunch of dudes who are the epitome of toxic masculinity. And society is going to be a bunch of wimpy, frail, scared, and effeminate men. And then the strong men will just walk in, take over. Yep. No one's going to be able to do anything about it. That is one way. Um, also, another different direction would be like if, if people start creating new art forms, new comic books, new a new comic company comes out with a new set of heroes that are legit, like more understandable and relatable. And we diverge evolutionarily. I don't think Homo sapien is the end of our our route. Now we're, nah, we're, we're going to become robots. We're, yeah, mm-hmm. some of us will become robotic humans, cybernetic. Some of us will become psychic. Some of us will become like more animal. Mm-hmm. And some like of us will live machine. on Mars. Some of us will live in orbit with mm-hmm. larger, larger bodies. It's it's all common. I don't know what that has to do with comic books. Well, some of these weird critical <laughs> race people might evolve into some bizarre no, self-hating I, race of violent humans. I, I, I really don't think that's a possibility because that would take hundreds of thousands of years yeah. for well, a divergence but also scale. I think technology is speeding up our evolution right but that's mm-hmm. because we're incorporating technology into our bodies mm-hmm. which could ultimately mean we transform into some kind of robot creatures in television mm-hmm. but, television but, rapidly evolved us but I, I want to say this in regards to Captain America and you mentioned new comics and new movies and new shows so one of the things I'm doing is actually just I've been I've received a few pitches for, for yeah. TV shows and it's movies exciting. and stuff and we might we're on, we're on the verge of basically green lighting a comedy series which is it's going to be on TimCast.com, I imagine. And we're just going to start doing more of that. Just making cultural stuff that's fun, funny. It's not woke. It's not going to be culture war stuff. It's just going to be funny stuff. It'll probably poke fun at politics. But I look at this. Who cares about Captain America anymore? i got to be honest. No one. Like, dude, it has been 70 years. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, do they make new comic books with new <laughs> heroes and new arcs and new stories? Or do we just keep rebooting the same characters and then just trying to make it relevant for some reason. Sorry, dude. I like the movies. But here's the thing about the MCU. They did three Captain America movies. And then Captain America did the Avengers. They brought them all together. And then he's like, I quit. Because at a certain point, they realized Captain America in the movie can't carry on anymore. So then he goes back in time and boom, he's gone. Tony Stark. He does a bunch of movies. He Obviously, three Iron Man movies, the, the four Avenger movies. Plus, he was in Civil War. And then they were like, Robert Downey Jr.'s run his course. We can't keep using Iron Man anymore. Time for him to move on. There'll be a new one like they do with Spider-Man. Sure, sure. In the, in the MCU, they need a new character. And they're, 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 they're bringing old characters to life. They probably should have new characters. Sure, fine. But at least in the MCU, they recognize at a certain point, we've exhausted this character. We retire them. And unfortunately, the MCU is Stanley. Stanley made all, almost all those characters. The Hulk, the Thing. I mean, he made it all fantastic. So I think four. they're trying yeah, to maybe yeah. keep him alive, too, like in spirit by keeping to, you know, reboot his vision. Like uh, WandaVision just came out. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. I thought WandaVision was terrible. Yeah. Did you see it? I, I watched no. it through. I didn't really have a strong feeling. I just got told I look like she just the tortures. Wanda. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> you do yeah, <laughs> she, she just, got that a lot. She tortures three thousand people, and she's the good guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the first three episodes are just waste of time. The first three episodes, I was like, "Are we going to keep watching this?" I turned like, it off. I just yeah. like, we didn't watch it. And then I and then I kept checking. I kept like waiting for social media posts. And then once I saw the show actually started at episode four, I was like, "Okay, I'll watch mm-hmm. it now." And then I was kind of like, "They really drag it out and waste your time." Mm-hmm. Anyway, look, I digress. Uh, we need we need new characters. We need new stories. We need new heroes. But I'll tell you, don't I make it. new characters, new stories. I'm not making it for Marvel. That was Stan Lee's company. And, mm-hmm. You know and what it is? Disney owns it now. Stan Lee and, and, what, and Jack, Walt's gone Jack Kirby and, and who else? There was a hand- Jim Lee. I mean, he, he did a lot of art. There, but there was a handful Jack of Kirby. people. 
back in the day. What did Kirby do? Uh, he was one of the, he created a bunch of the characters. So back in the day, you had these, these, these people and they were geniuses. They were, rev- they were visionaries. They were like, I got an idea. It's this guy. And when he gets mad, he turns into a big green monster. I, I believe he originally wasn't green. I think he was like gray or something. Then oh. they were like, it doesn't, the printing isn't so great. It's like mm-hmm. heavy on the ink or something. They changed them. Something like that. Could be wrong. But we grew up with that being normal. We grew up with the ideas of these superheroes just existing, whereas back then they were new and exciting. And it was like, wow, Superman. You know, Superman originally couldn't fly. He could just jump really oh, high. Yeah. And then there was a period where he could shoot a small Superman from his hand. <laughs> See, they amazing. weren't they weren't afraid to experiment. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's do a comic where Superman can fire a Superman from his hand, and it's a little version of himself. Harry Probably Potter. the stupidest power I've ever heard of <laughs> in comic it. book history. Stupid. That's the Patronus, they right? Were high. <laughs> yeah. No, the yeah. Patronus is like a ball of of hope and happiness. Takes the shape of an animal. Mm. So I hate respect to J.K. Rowling for creating a universe yeah. that Good was point. not the mm-hmm. same. Then and you see how successful woke. it was. That was incredibly exactly. successful. We need that stuff. So here's what I think we end up seeing. We have a bunch of regular people who are not the geniuses that are that were Stan Lee, right? And so all they can do is take what someone else made and move it around. Mm. And you end up with the lowest common denominator. This Jordan Peterson comic is scraping the bottom of the barrel so hard they've ripped through the bottom layer of wood and they're just pulling up dirt. They're not even getting barrel anymore. They just don't even realize they're in the dirt right now. Nobody's going to eat that, dude. That's not food. The wood chips weren't food. You're done. Not only have you repurposed Captain America to a ridiculous degree, now you've made Red Skull a classical liberal or something. Now <laughs> then, then he's alt-right, I guess. It's the weirdest thing I, to know, not only repurpose it to such a degree that it's stupid, but then try and spin some mainstream critique that doesn't even work. It's one thing if you were like, the Red Skull is still a Nazi and he's got a plan to steal all the gold from Fort Knox and Captain America must stop him. You're like, all right, kind of generic, I guess. But it's about a Nazi and a guy fighting him. Now it's like he's on the internet making YouTube videos and it's like, wow, you've reached a whole new level of stupid. (laughs) There is a metaphor between Hitler and the YouTube blogger because Hitler basically was the first dictator to use mass media. And, and whip a, a nation into a frenzy with, with video. Propaganda. With telev- yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, a propaganda d- master. Department of right, propaganda, right. But yeah. Jordan Peterson? No, huh. not Jordan. They could have picked any one of these alt-right I think they dudes. just think that Jordan Peterson's alt-right and they equate alt-rights with the Nazis. You know? So like, they are closer they to Nazis than Jordan think, Peterson is. Oh, gosh, yeah, definitely. They're, definitely. They're all about collectivism and that's what the Nazis were all about, the fascism of that. You, you, I would highly advise watching Jordan's breakout video where he's speaking to a group of students outside about not forcing compelled speech. Yes. Yes. That's so key. And he was saying, I've studied the Nazis. I've studied the the totalitarian dictatorships of the communists. It begins with compelled speech, forcing people to use pronouns. Mm -hmm. Do not do it. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a guy who uh, was ordered to stop referring to his child as his daughter. And he uh, he got arrested for that, right? I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it was a contempt of court, I think. Yeah, so they were like, you have to refer to your child as a, a boy. And he was like, no. And then they were like, you're under arrest. And then Jordan Peterson was like, I told you. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Doesn't it seem like everything they do is a reflection? Like they talk about words. Projection. Being, Projection. Huh? No, reflection. Listen, listen. Okay, okay, listen, listen. So it's a reflection because mm-hmm. everything they say, they're like, we don't want to be racist. All we're going to do is break up white people and black people. We don't want any kind of hate speech. All we're going to do is separate a parent from its child because they used the wrong words. They're, it's an inversion of what they're telling us. They're like, we want to be more kind and more compassionate. We're going to invite people to cross a desert and die and be trafficked for the sake of our compassion. Well, that, that's why they say it's projection because 
they're complaining about what they do. Right. They're saying other people do this awful thing. Oh, that yeah, they it's 100% do. This is, makes me think about libertarianism. We were just mm. talking about this. Why I'm reticent to force my political views, no matter how benevolent I think they are, on other people. Because mm. I know that is a phenomenon where we reflect our own negativity or project or refract or whatever. So I have this kind of hands-off approach to what I think other people should do. But sometimes there's such tragedy being invoked that I feel like I have to. But so does this guy, and that's what he's doing with this weird comic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you draw? I mean, you're you're explicitly well, a- a- libertarian. Actually, I want to use this to launch off something you were talking about earlier pertaining yeah. to the COVID vaccine passports. Oh, yeah. And what you, you brought up something really interesting that immediately was like, nah, you mm-hmm. can't be right about that. So let me let me do this first. We got some, some, some news from Fox. Biden administration will not require COVID-19 vaccine passports, White House says. Jen Psaki says there will be no federal vaccinations database. Now- this is kind of to assuage the fears of people who think the government's going to mandate everybody get a vaccine passport, but they've long said we can't do that. We won't do that. The private sector will do that, which is still interesting because I'm not sure the private sector can do that because of a lot of laws that already exist, non-discrimination laws, the ADA, et cetera. But I bring this up because we're talking now about libertarianism, authoritarianism, and what the government is or isn't allowed to do and what we should should support. So we'll do a hard segue, I guess, and just because I, I want you to bring this up. You mentioned that the mm-hmm. COVID vaccine passports are not legal yeah. because of. So we have a right to uh, medical privacy. Wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Just use the use the fancy buzzword. Oh, I, I'm, 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 God, I got to I got to trans- <laughs> You want to build the suspense. Build up the suspense <laughs> for it. All right. So in 1973, the Supreme Court determined that um, we are entitled to uh, to medical privacy. And this was a seven to two ruling. Roe v. Wade determined that we are entitled to medical privacy. So Roe v. Wade and the vaccine passports contradict each other. What? Yeah. Interesting. See, I, didn't, I didn't know that. But yes, they, yeah. they, in their ruling, they said, yes, your your medical history is your private. Yes. The, it's, they the, used the 14th Amendment and they said you are you are the government cannot compel your, your you to expose your medical history. Like we can't control that. We, we can't. Con- you you are entitled to your medical history. That's I've heard the us. 14th Amendment thing, mm-hmm. but what would that stop a private company, I guess? Theoretically, I guess you could sue because a private company has no right to your medical history. Yeah, Denying I, you a service based on medical history I mean, would be a violation have to, of the uh, ADA. It's, 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 it's crazy because they could, they'd have to go through you to get it. So they couldn't like go through your doctor because that'd be you know violation of, of HIPAA laws if they went through your doctor. Right. Um, so they'd have to go through you. So it'd have to be up to you to expose that but i feel like you could bring a civil rights violation against against them trying to make you expose your medical rights to like buy milk right there, there was a big thing with masks where people started saying that they had they were like they would print out these fake cards where mm-hmm. it's like i have a medical condition and protect, protected under the americans with disabilities act and then they would go and walk around and if someone in a store was like you gotta wear a mask I'd be like no i don't i have this card mm-hmm. okay sure look the cards are not real but i think the idea actually is yeah it's like imagine if a store was like, you can't come in here because your legs are broken. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to risk the lawsuit if you fall and get hurt. Yep. So they say the same thing. Well, we require you to be vaccinated. Oh, my medical history and what I can or can't do is none of your business. And that goes into the bigger question of they've said, if you're pregnant, don't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. They said, if you uh, if you have allergies, you, you got to wait. And, you know, Joe Biden recently announced he's up to the timeline so that every adult can get the vaccine by April 19th. But what if your doctor tells you for this reason, we don't think you should. My it's, doctor told me I shouldn't. Why is that? Because I have a blood condition. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So now you're now you're going to go to a store and they're going to say you, you need can't. a vaccine passport 
And then you can say, it's none of your business. Yeah. What my doctor told me and why is none of your business. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? What, what, what do you do? I'll probably get kicked out. You know? Well, that so, would be a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think the Americans with Disabilities Act is very specific with what they consider a disability. Um, like, like my my blood condition isn't like, I, I'm not sure what's on there, so I don't want to misquote it. But um, I, I know I know I, I couldn't get disability or Social Security or anything from what's the matter with me. So I wonder if that is required, because if you're also immunocompromised, that should mm-hmm. be taken into account as well, because yeah. I probably won't get it because I am. Yeah. So look, the ADA, uh, adata.org says the Americans with Disabilities Act became law in 1990. The ADA mm-hmm. is a civil rights law that prohibits discrimination against individuals with disabilities in all areas of public life, including jobs, school, transportation, public and private places that are open to the general public. The purpose of the law is to make sure that people with disabilities have the same rights and opportunities as everyone else. The ADA gives civil rights protections to individuals with disabilities similar to those provided to individuals on the basis of race, color, sex, national origin, age, religion. It guarantees equal opportunity for individuals with disabilities in public accommodation, employment, transportation, state, local government services, and telecommunications. So I wonder if they would argue that, you know, okay, so actually it says in 2008, the ADA was signed into law and became effective on January 2009. The a, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so so the the um, it's the Americans with Disability Amendments Act. It made a number of significant changes to the definition of disability. The changes in the definition of disability apply to all titles of the ADA. So I have to go through the all the changes. But I'm curious if your doctor says I'm sorry because of your condition, you are not able to get this vaccine. She said I wouldn't recommend it. So. You got you to you take your doctor's advice. I know. Yeah. So for everybody I mean, listening, if your doctor says you should listen to your doctor, yeah. your doctor says you should listen to your doctor, because I think, you know, you don't want to be getting advice from people on the Internet. According to that, what you just read, it didn't say anywhere in there that um, like a restaurant can refuse, cannot refuse service to someone because of a disability. It sounds like that law doesn't protect. It does. People. Public accommodation public means restaurants, but yeah. it's a private accommodation. Public accommodation means like uh, a service provided to the general public. So a restaurant is a public accommodation because it's a store because it's yeah. open to the public. Interesting. So basically a private shop would be like members only. You can't come in. Public is as a sign saying open. So if you're, you know, so, so if somebody walks into your restaurant, you can't accuse them of trespassing unless you warn them first. If you have a private, if, if you have a closed private membership only restaurant and someone walks in, it's trespassing. Typically you still got to warn people it's trespassing no matter what. But the general idea is. If it says open, you're allowing people in, it's a public accommodation. But I mean, actually, it's more nuanced than that. Even a private membership business can still be considered a public accommodation. Like if someone says, I would like to join uh, and become a member, and you say, you can't because you're, your disability, then they can sue you and say you're denying them a public accommodation. Could it yeah. be like, uh, this is a COVID vaccine-only restaurant? I, that, that's what I'm wondering. Hmm. I really don't know. It depends on the definition of disability. So I would, I would imagine that means some kind of medical condition. And oh. if you have a medical condition that prohibits you from getting the vaccine, this is why we want herd immunity, because some people can't get it. Yeah. Right. Like there, there was this viral, this is viral uh, tweet from this woman. She's taking a picture of herself getting the vaccine. She's 14 weeks pregnant. Have you seen this? Yeah. I don't know if it's real. So again, take it, take it all with a grain of salt. And I, I absolutely want to make sure I preface a lot of these stories. You know, don't take one story as evidence of widespread anything. Anecdote. Yeah. Talk yeah. to your doctor. I the do point- personally know a pregnant woman who has gotten the vaccine. And she's fine. 
I haven't heard anything. Yeah, there you go. She's fine. You in this, know, in this like viral meme, a pregnant woman gets a vaccine and then a few days later has a miscarriage. Yeah, and Jeez. it could happen. It could be right. Honestly, miscarriages when they happen, they usually were going to happen anyway. Yeah. yeah At fourteen exactly. weeks, though, you're out of the first trimester, which is when ninety percent happen, and then. So, I mean, it could have just been a coincidence. It could have been related to the vaccine. We don't know that. It, it could have just been all ready to happen. And well, there, there, there were, in, in, I think, the UK, doctors said, if you are a pregnant woman, wait. Mm-hmm. If you have food allergies, wait. Yep. Talk to your doctor first. And so right, right then, it's like, what are we, we going to do? Are we going to deny someone access to the, the, buy milk and bread mm-hmm. because your doctor says no? I, think I don't that, think I, we that, should. I think it's a civil rights violation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, too. Human yeah. rights in the way. Imagine if they were like, you have to weigh a certain amount to come into the store. Huh. Because we know that obesity is a contributing, like, yeah. causes large, large amounts of death every year. Mm-hmm. So you go to Walmart and they're like, ooh, you're too heavy to come into this store. Or wow. if someone has the flu. Like I mean, 70 or 80% of COVID deaths were obese. Yeah. 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 Large number. That's alarming. Uh, we're obese. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's why I think America is having such an issue with this because we're so fat. We're fat guys. I think yeah, so. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of excess. That's sad. And, and such yeah. an important part of this puzzle. If you I, look at like the Mediterranean, they're not anywhere. And people are like, well, that's because they're social distancing and wearing masks. No, no that's because they're not fat. Yeah. I, I saw a meme where it was like two two lines going to two different kiosks. And one line was like shots and pills. Mm-hmm. And the line was saturated. All these people were in the other one was change in lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody was yeah, in line. I saw that. Can we talk about fats on here? Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on. This is interesting. Disability is defined, according to this website, as mm-hmm. a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities, a record of such impairment or being regarded as having... Oh. Such an impairment. That's interesting because the vaccine passport is what would make it a disability. Mm-hmm. If right now the, your doctor's like, here's our advice to you. And for your, you know, you weren't advised because of your blood condition, yeah. you shouldn't get it. So that's not a disability. Mm-hmm. But if they then say everyone, all these businesses have to have vaccine passports, all of a sudden nowadays it's restricting you from a major, ac- you know, mm-hmm. major access to, you know, services and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. And then you'd be able to get disability insurance because you couldn't go to the store. I yeah, wonder how that works. You got to hire slope. someone to do it for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. My blood condition, I I don't create red blood cells, so that's why I'm so pale and why I get winded going up the stairs. <laughs> but that's um mm-hmm. that's that's mine. And I mean, you can't really see it. You can't really tell. Um, I don't want to you know carry a passport around with it that tells you know the stranger at the supermarket what's the matter with sharing. me. I mean, yeah. So this is the issue I take with the Libertarian Party mm-hmm. because the government isn't going to be the one starting the vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 oh, no, we can't do it. And they can't. 14th Amendment. Great. All these laws. Sure. But a private company can. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Oh, thank heavens it's not the government. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Walmart mm-hmm. and Amazon. Amazon, you want to buy something online. It's like before a delivery driver can come to your house, you must prove you're vaccinated. Otherwise, you're putting it. our drivers at risk. Yep. It's like, well, uh, what am I supposed to scan your QR code, yep. enter your vaccine number, and then that's what private companies will do. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's a difference. So I, I was talking earlier about libertarianism, how it's a spectrum from anarchy to constitutionalism. It's just a matter of how much government is necessary and how much government is needed. So, um, so an anarchist view would just be like, nope, we're just you know they can do whatever they want until the cows come home and there's nothing we can do and you know it's like oh for instance it's like with what's going on social media oh they're like create another we're at a point where you need to create another internet 
yeah. at this at this point. Definitely. Like you can't create more um, more social media because they do that. Like Parler did that, and what happened? Gone. Yeah, you know. So so we're at a point where it's like, well, why didn't you just create another internet? And so it's like, okay, maybe Elon Musk will get on that. I don't know, but um, Trump. Yeah, Trump. Trump could yeah, get on that. I, I mean, that. there are, they could happen, but you're going to be bound to those rules too. So it's just a matter of like I like I said, I'm a minarchist, so I believe in justice and defense that's that's really the limits of what i believe um to be the government's um role role for enforcing the constitution um and so i I would have to think at it from that perspective okay so are people like where's justice gonna like are people gonna be is there gonna be an injustice here like if people are not being served if people can't is there an injustice should the government interfere because of this this you know, human rights injustice essentially if you can't have you know buy food or if you can't like this is where it gets a little sketchy this is why i think the libertarian party is pro-authoritarian yes they are they're like the pawns of authoritarian corporatist monopolist power yes they are. you have massive multinational corporations and they're going oh no the government is being mean to our overlords <laughs> it's like what if you're actually for libertarian views, the little L, like true op- mm-hmm. opposition to authoritarianism, it doesn't matter if it's a corporation or a government. They're both organizations, just in different capacities. The government is organized. It's an organized group of people who do a thing. A corporation is the same. They have structures. They have a hierarchy. They have control. Some companies are co-ops. Some are nonprofits. Some governments are democracies. Some are autocratic. Some are, I mean, you had that guy, what was that name? In uh, What was that guy's name in Uruguay? Uh, Jose Mojica was that his name? I'm not sure. He was like the president. He lived on a little farm. He had a little car, and everyone loved him. Oh yeah, like, I remember yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So you have some governments like that. Yeah. Government is not the same thing everywhere, and mm-hmm. corporations aren't the same thing everywhere. Both can monopolize power and cause problems. I happen to lean against. You know, I, I, the reason communism and socialism are bad is because it's a bunch of people sitting down going, I have an idea. Let's centralize all the power with one group of people. And it's like, that, that's a, that's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. And then the problem I see with ANCAPs and the Libertarian Party is they're like, we should allow major corporations to slowly accrue power so that a small handful of individual elites control everything. And I'm like, what's the difference mm-hmm. if your life is dictated to, to you by someone else? So we need to restrict corporate power and government power. But, you know, we don't we don't we don't get that. We have the left t- has typically being like the corporations are bad and the right being like government is bad. And I'm like, hey, 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 they're both bad. They're both <laughs> you guys awful. are just both awful. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're bo- yeah. Well, they both, both are just yeah. awful. Well, if you, if you look at what what these corporations are like, we could have thousands and thousands of competitors like, you know, we could have like everybody, everybody out there competing against each other. And what was I saying that there are what there's there's like 10 10 businesses, 10 corporations that just own everything. Hmm. They just own everything. And what are some perks that they have? They have, um, they, they get billions in subsidies, billions. They, they get special protections by the government. Um, and then, you know, they buy up their competition. And right. so there's language in the 14th Amendment for, government granted monopolies, which if you're given the money and you're given the protections, you're probably granting their ability to exist. Yes. So if there's language against that, that those should not exist. And that's it's just not being enforced because too many of these politicians are dirty and they're 
profiting off these corporations. They're in bed with the corporations. Well, so why gonna, are they gonna? Why are they gonna? They're gonna get a job once they once they get out of office. Yeah, it's a hard job, man. You're fundraising nonstop. Lobbyists, lobbyists, you know, maybe. Yeah, you don't get paid that much money, but then afterwards you get this permanent access pass to Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now you can do lobbying. They, yep, they can lobby right. these government granted monopolies. Mm-hmm. They're supposedly du jour monopolies, mm-hmm. meaning by law they be the government is like instilling and. But these these aren't du jour monopolies. These aren't like Twitter. It's not a government grant of monopoly, even though the government subsidizes. To be honest, I don't know what what they subsidize with Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's a de facto monopoly. Mm-hmm. They are by fact. It's not by law. They're not legally monopolized. They just have monopolized the social sphere. If the government them. admits that they're what did you say du jour? Yeah, du jour, jour monopoly. Then they have to abolish them. Exactly. So a they're, lot of, they're just uh, going to exist de facto. I hear a lot from the laissez-faire capitalists or ANCAP types, and they'll say things like, Tim, you're not talking about a real capitalism. Real capitalism, you're talking about corporatism and the government's interference, which mm-hmm. creates these monopoli- monopolies. It's only because of special access and special rules that the government holds back the competition and props up these big companies. And that's kind of true with Section 230, for instance. Yes. Empowers those that are massive to get away with whatever they want and then destroy their opponents. But I'm like, the idea that this isn't real capitalism just sounds like utopian to me. Mm-hmm. It's not real communism, sure. That's yeah. not real capitalism. I'm like, listen, capitalism is infinitely better than communism in a, in a million different ways. Unfettered capitalism, capitalism outright will eventually see power coalesce around a small handful of people with or without government regulation. We need to stifle that concentration of power. I don't necessarily know how. Taxes is one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem is it just powers the government then. You know what I mean? And the government just then grows and becomes massive. And then they effectively just create a revolving door between the massive multinational corporations and themselves. I mean, got to elect people who are going to be like, all right, you're a monopoly. We need to call you that. We need to get rid of you. And also they're all puppets at this point. The government's centralized, too, which is a problem. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a monopoly. Mm -hmm. The government is a monopoly. It's a monopoly on violence and the ability to take money from people. We didn't have the technology. It's a bunch of bunch of millionaires. Imagine if Netflix had a group of like people with guns Mm -hmm. that they would show up at your house and be like, "You have to give. You have to sign up for Netflix." And you're Mm -hmm. like, "I don't want to." Too bad. Yep, that's what we're here. We own it. Yeah. Yeah. So if the government made a social media site and then they were like, "You have to sign up." Well, you're, you're the, automatically in, signed up in the social U- security. In the UK, number. you have the TV licensing fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to pay it unless you don't have a computer or a TV and it funds the BBC, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're in a weird place where centralized government, it still kind of works. Well, no, I mean, it kind of works, but we're building tech that allows us to decentralize the way we vote, the way we interact with each other via television, internet video and things like nah, that. No, you only think that, bro. Well, we're on the cusp of like a new way of like Putin and Biden could get on a YouTube video chat tomorrow and have a two hour live stream together. Sure. That's not decentralization, though. That's pure centralization. But he doesn't. Putin doesn't have to fly to D.C. We don't have to centralize anymore. Well, that's they that's can, semantics, bro. No, we, we can communicate from afar. Right. When we're talking about decentralization, we're talking about distributing power between different nodes, not one point. Biden and Putin arguing is pure centralization of power. Then they're talking oh, to each other. you're talking about spiritually or psychologically. I'm yeah, talk- putting all the power in an individual, yeah. But actually centralizing the four... Like Washington, D.C. used to be the centralized point of our power structure. Right. No longer. we can The government can function from anywhere and probably yep. does. It does. That's why the people storming the Capitol, it's like, what were you thinking? That was so stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to enter this building and that's it. It's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not it. Yeah. It's, it's the internet exists. What are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's those people. So maybe, maybe a government... I have a feeling a government will be built that... That facilitates the technology, and I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I suppose don't, it's up to the people. I to think build it. the blockchain stuff is 
valuable. I think crypto is valuable. Mm-hmm. But if you think that these technologies are decentralized, I got a bridge to sell you. Mm-hmm. You think that the U.S. government just sat back and watched Bitcoin grow exponentially and did not buy large portions of, of the blockchain and, and set up servers all over the place? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can say the U.S. government's inept and that's possible. But I kind of feel like there's probably confidential stuff we don't know about. We know China was buying tons of Bitcoin. I'd be willing to bet the U.S. tried to buy 51% of whatever network they could. And they're constantly doing whatever they can to maintain control of that network. Mm-hmm. Because if they got 51%, then they, they own it. Not decentralized. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, th- we're not just relying on blockchain. There's other decentralized networks like uh, inter- interplanetary file system, IPFS, and new ones that keep getting built. Um, and 51% is better than 100%. Well, no, but what but I mean I is your all they need in order to control 100% of a network is 51% of the computers. Okay, that's why need- I guess why I said on the cusp. We're not at a point where we have a decentralized system. But, you know, that is a, a light at the end of the tunnel maybe or a light in the distance. Decentralization that- require like interstellar colonization. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, what effectively allowed us to break away from that from the British Empire was 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 the distance 3000 miles away. It was very hard for them to enforce anything. Yeah. And if we don't have a decentralized system when we colonize Mars, it will be solar war. Mm-hmm. So we have to for our survival. Solar war. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If we, we do not that. want the first solar war. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get to that point. Or the because, second one. You know, colonies on Mars or wherever else, they're going to require a stream of supplies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're not going to be able to survive on their own without resources coming in for some time. Maybe in 50 years to 100 years, we'll have biodomes and we'll be taxing them and be like, we send you your supplies. And they're like, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And they throw all the space tea into the into the, <laughs> the space, space harbor, space harbor <laughs> on Mars. There's so much they iron. eject it into space. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all that iron on the all that red dust is iron oxide. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of iron on mm. Mars. They make Martian swords with it. Mm-hmm. Send them back to Earth. But right. then the military's like, we don't sword fight anymore, so they don't buy them. And then <laughs> Mars is like, what are we supposed to do? And we need food. <laughs> and so then we buy them anyway as like a, a goodwill gesture to like make it seem like we actually are buying something when in reality just like <laughs> arbitrarily making them work in exchange for resources. <laughs> they declare independence and they all die. Mm. Oh. Okay. All right. You know what? Story was written. We're going to talk about some serious stuff, but you know what? No, we're not. No. Speaking of Mars and aliens and whatever other nonsense we've been talking about, check Mm -hmm. the story out from the Daily Mail. Former director of the CIA James Woolsey says he was skeptical about aliens until a friend's aircraft was paused at forty thousand feet, and he hopes we can be friendly to the other creatures if they exist. Let me say that again. Until a friend's aircraft was paused. 4,000 feet. What is what? that, like tra- what tractor that beam? Like, oh, who's it? What friend is he talking about? Oh, let's read. A friend's aircraft. A friend's aircraft? I thought that he said he saw it. He saw a friend's aircraft get paused? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Or, I, look. I mean, he could have had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching Star Trek earlier, and it was the episode where time keeps freezing. Have mm-hmm. you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. I've seen them all. They're in the they're in the, 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 the runabout, the shuttle, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Deanna Troy is sitting there, and everyone just freezes, like stops in time. And it's because there's fragments of space-time continuum moving, like shattering all around them, Sounds and they're like a moving mushroom through. Trip. Oh Whoa. my god! So anyway, to then hear this story, I'm like, that's Whoa, what happened. That's brilliant. That's crazy. Check it out. He's uh, Wolsey said that stories always seemed pretty far out to me, but there was one case in which a friend of mine was able to have his aircraft stop at forty thousand feet or so and not continue operating as a normal aircraft. What was going on? I don't know. Does anybody know? Wolsey said the source was someone I respect. 
John Greenwald Jr., the host, pointed out that the other former CIA directors have said they are open to the possibility of alien life. In December, John Brennan told a podcast he felt it was arrogant to believe that we were alone in the universe. Life is defined in many ways, Brennan said during the during the December 16th episode. Now, hold on. This story comes out, right? Another story came out. Another story comes out around the same time. What's up with this? NBC News. Drones that swarmed U.S. warships are still unidentified, Navy chief says. The military is expected to deliver a report later this year to Congress on the unidentified aerial phenomena. This is from April 5th, 11.24 p.m. Just last night, they published this story. A bunch of naval destroyers have tic-tac-shaped objects hovering for 90 minutes at high speed, just sitting there, beyond commercial drone technology. And they don't know what it is. So Marco Rubio talked about it, and he was like, whatever's going on with these things flying over our military installations, it's like a national security breach. Like our security has been breached, and we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a major threat to this country. Then we get this story coming out where this dude's like, oh, yeah, my friend's aircraft was frozen at 40,000 feet. What is that? All right. So I think that there's aliens. <sighs> <laughs> so I, I, I think this could be could be three different things. And I'm going to probably forget them as I list them. But <laughs> um, one, it, I mean, there could be some technology that China made that got in because they're targeting the military bases. Right. They're not. The, no normal people are seeing this. People in the government are seeing this. People in the military are seeing this. I'm not seeing it. You're not seeing it. You know, what if it's okay, alien so, yeah. recon. It, it could be aliens that are like, all right, we've targeted <laughs> the uranium. I have no idea. So it could be aliens. All right. Okay. I'll put it out there. It could be aliens. We could have aliens. All right. Um, it could be that they do know what it is, but aliens are more interesting. Yes. Um, and so it's going to distract us from whatever it is that is trying to kill us. Or it could be that they just put stories like this out. Well, they're passing draconian legislation, so we're distracted. I don't know. I got to look and see yeah. what's going on in the legislature That's right true. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be that Earth is a zoo. You know the great zoo hypothesis? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You guys know about uh, Fermi's Paradox? Uh, lightly. Yeah. The general idea is like, if the universe is so vast and massive and life does exist, then shouldn't we have found some evidence of intelligent life somewhere else at some point? And so then there's a bunch of answers people propose, like... There's the um, the great, I think, was it called the Great Barrier or something? I don't know. The, the Great Filter, sorry, that all life at a certain point wipes itself out mm-hmm. for some reason. One of them is the zoo hypothesis that Earth is effectively a zoo <laughs> and that we're in a big cage where the aliens come to watch us and giggle <laughs> at the stupid things that humans do. Hmm. I think South Park called it reality TV, mm-hmm. that Earth was just a reality TV show for the aliens and they all watched and laughed at us. Mm-hmm. And then they canceled us and they're going to blow the Earth up. And they got the <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so, another really creepy, really creepy um, idea of what what could what it could be. Why we haven't seen anybody? Because the more intelligent beings out there know that there is something that there is something bigger and worse than anything in the universe. They know what it is and they don't want it to find us. But we're stupid. So, the darkness. Yeah, there's there's something out there they know about. They don't want it to find them. But Earth's like, hey, let's look for. Yep. Yeah, let's look. Oh, and we're sitting there, we're it. sitting there going like, hello, like mm-hmm. you it's like, yep. it's like the friend who walks like the, like the friend walks into the old cabin where the murderers like, <laughs> yes, around. exactly. Like, Janet, where are you? I'm yes. over here. And the murderers like walking Is up. Is anybody yep. here? I'm standing that's by exactly. the door. So, I don't so have anything on me. That's and then, the and then they run, they trip. That theory also, it has a name. I don't remember what the name of the theory is, but it was like kind of gave me chills the first time I read it. I'm like, wow, we're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we're like yelling into the darkness. We're like yelling, hello. I don't like the Fermi paradox theory that if 
life is here, then why haven't we found, shouldn't we have found it? Because we just found out ice was on Mars like right. six years ago and that there's likely life within the wa- frozen water and on Europa as well, one mm-hmm. of Jupiter's and, moons. And we also speculate as to would intelligent life develop EMF technology and broadcast right. anything? It's, it's really funny that like we're dolphins. like, we just started using radio waves and now we assume everybody to be using them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a waste, a, a, kind of a waste of money to a certain degree. Like, we're building these giant space telescopes that I understand to look at stuff. Mm-hmm. But then we also have SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, where we're looking for like radio waves and stuff. It's like, that's still cool. It's something we should still do. And I guess the hope that we'll find alien life is a good motivation to do it because we'll, fo- we'll probably discover other things. Mm-hmm. But this idea that in the past 100 years or 150 years, we started using radio waves and now we're assuming other intelligent life would use the same technology. Mm-hmm. They could be using like light, uh, light fidelity technology. You know, we have that now as well. Where or like f- uh, fiber optics, for instance, mm-hmm. they could use a, a laser that flickers to broadcast data and we're not going to see that from far away. You know, something that I was hearing that I, I don't know too much about this, but one thing that I heard that they shoot out into the universe is like math because math is like universal. I mean, unless you live on Earth when two plus two is five, right. yes. but but they try to they, they, they cast stuff like that out. One plus one is two, you know, like things that make sense to I everybody. Think, you know, it is. We're in a simulation. Oh, there's no other intelligent life because we're in a simulation mm-hmm. and what we're seeing these tic tac things, they're they're game man- mods. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're are they game managers? They're they're admins. Mm-hmm. So that it's a it's a nondescript vehicle, a tic tap that can move around, seemingly outside the laws of physics, because it's a it's a it's a it's a moderator. If you think about when everything really went to H E double hockey sticks, was when they turned on the the atom smasher, the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, that's it was 2012. And then we got yep. forced yep. into the Trump dimension. Yep, yep, yep. So and at the same time, they they you know they waved, um, they repealed and replaced the Propaganda Act. At the same time, they turned on the hydrogen. Large hydrogen. Can that? we make yeah. this movie? Can I? Can I? Like, is there a filmmaker out there who wants to make a, a movie about <laughs> the Large Hadron Collider fires and it causes a big like it ripple? Rips, ripple in yep. space time continuum yes. that blankets the Earth, and then all of a sudden it's like you see you see Hillary Clinton walking up to accept the the the, the win on on election night, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just like flickers, flickers? and yes. then she turns into Trump, <laughs> and it's like, and they're watching in a protective sphere as reality is being changed around them. And they're like. What have we done? I think, yes, there is. Mm -hmm. And partly because you just called for it. So I wonder if alien life is out there. And as soon as we say alien life, come to us, it's like, I have, I want to go in that direction. Like Mm -hmm. inspiration strikes. Mm -hmm. And here's what I'm imagining. Like all of these world leaders are in this protective space time bubble as they're about to fire the large Hadron Collider. (laughs) And then they watch reality shift around them and like Hillary flickers and then turns into Trump and now Trump's the winner mm-hmm. and they're like what have we done and, <laughs> and the world leaders are like we must fix this mm-hmm. and they try to fire up the large hadron collider again but then a magnet breaks and they're like oh no the machine's broken we're trapped in this dimension and so then they have to spend four years accusing Trump of being a Russian He's spy like, and trying to wall 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 yep. wall and they're like what have we done it's broken <laughs> fix it wall yeah, wall wall we must bip, 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 and then and then they're like we're running out of power and then <laughs> And they're like, no. There was some kind of an animal. In the reality that, where Trump is president. There was some kind of an animal that got into that area. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrel or a monkey. Chasing I don't remember. Some nut. kind of animal that got yeah. into the Hadron Collider. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, the, the squirrel, I'm like, someone 
someone turned themselves into this thing to stop this from happening and they're dead now. It's a squirrel yeah. and, it, and it's chasing it. It, it finds an acorn. The acorn's bouncing down the hill and it's chasing after it. And then it falls into a vent. The squirrel jumps in and the squirrel's in the Large Hadron Collider and it's <laughs> falling right when he, right when he gets to the middle of it. The, the proton goes right through <laughs> and mixes with squirrel proton oh, gosh. of some sort. It explains so much. <laughs> and then it causes a yes. ripple. Antimatter explosion yeah. plus squirrel. Yeah. Plus squirrel. But in all seriousness, there was an animal that did get into the Hadron Collider. Really? Yeah, no, I'm well, telling no, you the truth. Oh, my. There was, of, any idea what kind of animal? I can't remember, but somebody can look it up. <laughs> I remember I remember reading this story about a dude who was at, was in a, uh, not the Large Hadron Collider, but he was in a Super Collider. Uh-huh. And something, a proton, a single proton, like went through his head. Oh, my God. And it messed him up in a really weird way, but didn't kill him. It just, like, screwed with his brain. Cause it, oh, like, my gosh. What if they've done that to, like, particle around. if they did that to all the Dems? Yeah, everyone just got a single proton fired through their brains. And they're, now alive. they're all like, everything is woke. I heard this um, this Incan mm-hmm. scientist explaining the, the reason the pyramids are there is because protons are flying at Earth from outer space because our the Earth's magnetic core is negatively charged mm-hmm. because of the, it's just iron. And so the protons fly through the surface mm-hmm. of Earth, through our bodies, causing free radical damage. And then when they get close to the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. the positive energy at the center forces it to repel and go flying back out and mm-hmm. back through our bodies again. So they built these pyramids to channel the, the positive energy on its way back out and focus it through a point to like gather it up from the surroundings so it didn't cause free radical damage on the humans. I got an the easier... The Egyptians I got an, were so, so I, smart. I have an easier answer to, <laughs> to why there's pyramids all over the place. Why is that? Because people who didn't know that much, it was the easiest thing to build. Let me stack rocks like this. <laughs> there you go. You build a structure. You stack some rocks. Yeah, it might have been like also a tomb, also a battery. It was capped with ba- gold, which is a superconductor. Well, if there was, it looks like there's water channels inside of it. And if there's a charge, like if the You're water was too called much ancient aliens, <laughs> there's this thing called the telaric current in the Earth. That's like this low frequency magnetic current that flows, and apparently it's it's strong under where the pyramids are. Tesla was working telluric. on it. Telluric, telluric Earth current. Yeah. Interesting. It's an uh, it's an electric yeah, current that, that, that moves through uh, moves underground or through the sea. Telluric currents result from both natural causes and human activity, and the discrete currents interact in a complex pattern. The currents are extremely low frequency and travel over large areas at or near the the surface of the Earth. Interesting. Wow. I don't know. Wikipedia says it's true, yeah. so it must mm-hmm. be true. Tesla was tapping into it and trying to send electricity through the ground, and people obviously wanted to sell their copper wires, so they mm-hmm. shut that down. But I think this technology might be have something to do with that. These drones or these things that we're seeing flying around. Uh, like, might what, be, they're charged by it? Possibly. Or or it's onboard fusion, or it's like a light, or it's like a, like a light refraction that we think is a craft. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, solid-state batteries I yeah, mean, that they, someone developed and we don't know they about could yet. Just be batteries. Someone could have just developed it. I mean, they're watching the military forces and they're watching, you know, North Korea and they're they're watching all the targets. But what if it's just some dude in his basement? Hmm. I, I mean, so. you know, like, like that's like Lex Luthor level stuff. <laughs> yeah, having these drones that defy modern <laughs> technology, like Jeff Bezos. I don't mm-hmm. think, maybe Jeff, I love you, and you're not Lex Luthor, <laughs> but yeah. your shaved head <laughs> makes you. And and you know what? I've been, and I've been thinking about too is Mark Zuckerberg. He's he's a really cool guy. Yeah, you know, he's just nothing so, wrong so with him. Cool. Mark yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, just great. And Jeff Bezos, awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. God, I Absolutely. love that. Why, yeah. Amazon <laughs> wouldn't be experimenting <laughs> with drone technology. Yeah, man. Mm. I love how it's like very obvious we don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Bezos has like a secret lab where he's doing crazy stuff, dude. I mean, that I is would. the story. Yeah. The guy who's doing global shipping, mm-hmm. drones, helping all these people, That's also secretly spying on American military bases. It was funny when I tweeted at Elon Musk. I was like, 
was like, hey, Elon, why haven't you built an Iron Man suit yet? And he mm-hmm. tweeted back, building Starship. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, fair point. You yeah. know, it's like, High point, okay, yeah. you know, that, High point, that's actually yeah. unacceptable. So he's doing the shield thing? Is that, isn't he's shield? Building, he's building a ship to go to Mars. Didn't shield have like a space in orbit, Nick Fury's? No, then the shield? helicarriers. You're thinking oh. Justice League had the Batman oh, thing in space. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's doing Justice League first. Justice League. <laughs> he's going to Mars. <laughs> I think. Well, so if we follow the DC timeline, then what I think is supposed to happen is Elon Musk will send a crew to Mars who will accidentally uncover a, an ancient temple where a bunch of invasive aliens were frozen by the Martians, who will then be awoken by the astronaut, take over his body or take, assume his form, come to Earth, and there will be a secret invasion. And, you know, the Justice League will There's have to There's a well-known to, uh, theory that, um, I mean— Facts are not endorsements, but there's a well-known theory that there was some kind of nuclear war between Earth and Mars, which used to be colonized well because known. of what? Yeah, because of what? <laughs> it's established. It's an established theory. You can look it up. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's that there was some sort of um, nuclear war, some sort of war between Earth and Mars, which we used to be like heavily colonized. And oh, that's yeah. why Mars Facts. looks this, the way it does wait, now. Wait, 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 when did you yeah. read it? When did you hear about this? Huh? When did I hear about that? Um, I, I think I was in a YouTube rabbit hole at three in the morning. A, few weeks <laughs> a long ago. time ago? No. Cause this is from Newsweek, March 22nd. Viral Mars conspiracy theory video claims humans lived on Mars and destroyed it in there nuclear war. There it is. See? Ah. YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah. So you can go ahead and read that. That is That was interesting. A video in which a TikTok user claims humans once lived on Mars mm-hmm. but rendered it uninhabitable in a nuclear war has gone viral. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Newsweek. It's the news that's <laughs> fit to print. Thanks, Newsweek. <laughs> the false but entertaining. The false. Thanks for letting me know it's false. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. But entertaining theory also <laughs> states this sure. war would have caused a nuclear winter, which is responsible for Mars's popular red color. Mm. Iron? What? I don't think so. It has currently been liked more than 230,000 times oh, and boy. shared nearly 10,000 times. That's not even that many shares. Uh, I know. That's I didn't, nothing. I didn't like it or share it. I just read it. <laughs> That's too I think that... It has been watched 979,000 times. What? And that was from... Our video early. with Alex Jones has double the views on that. <laughs> right. what you, what, this yeah. is not... This is... It, someone was bored and they wrote this an is, This is it. the stuff that, that comes up when everybody else is shadow banned. I wonder yeah, if people right. used to live on Venus. You guys ever think about wait, that? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I got to read this. Wait. The theory explained by user Crackhead Joe Dirt. Oh, cool. So you know it's, it's, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, verified. Was put forward in response to the question, what's a conspiracy theory that absolutely blows your mind? Uh-huh. Crack, crackhead Joe Dirt states, Mars isn't naturally red. Want to know what can cause a planet to turn red and change after a couple million years? If enough nukes were to go off on a planet, the first thing that would happen is a nuclear winter. Nuclear winter is the aftermath of nuclear blasts causing ash that is so thick it blocks out the sun. Nuclear winters can last anywhere from 100 years and 1,000 depending on how how much ash is in the atmosphere. After all the natural resources are drained up from the nuclear winter, the planet turns red from dust. My theory is that we've come from Mars after we drained all its natural resources and destroyed it with nuclear bombs. Hmm. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The red color is iron. <laughs> that you can like <laughs> That was very weirdly Nuclear weirdly war. worded. Yeah. <laughs> After the resources are drained up, what yeah. the heck drained does up. that mean? It, yep. it I will ask Trackhead Joe Dirt what yeah. he Venus, meant by that. Venus <laughs> makes way more sense. Not Mars. No, Mars is for sure cuz the sun's expanding slowly, so it used to not be so hot on Venus. Well, mm-hmm. no, Venus is hot because of a greenhouse effect. There's those, greenhouse you, effect. They, ha- they thought there were all these cometary impacts on Venus. It turns out they're like explosives from the inside, like it it cooked so hot that it 
blew out all this goo outside of itself, and there's all these like explosive holes where its insides let me, blew let, out. Hold on, you know, let me tell you a better conspiracy theory. All right, <laughs> Mars makes no sense because Mars is too small. Mm-hmm. It has no ma- ma- magnetosphere, is my understanding, so it can't ma- maintain an atmosphere. So the solar radiation just rips away the particles and blasts them off the planet. Mm-hmm. So we can't terraform it if we wanted to. It's unless- the oceans that cause the field. Unless I guess, no, it's the iron core. It's partly, ocean contributes a lot to it. So I guess what we would need to do is like drill to the center of Mars and then get like Ben Affleck and the, and the gang to launch those nuke's in sequential <laughs> order like in that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in. I'll tell you what's better. Mm-hmm. This is sad. Okay. Look, I'm sorry, crackhead Joe Dirt. I appreciate your attempt, but let me, let me, let me school you for a second. Humans started on Venus. Uh-huh. Oh. And Venus was Earth-like. Mm-hmm. But a runaway greenhouse effect from mass consumption and carbon emissions resulted in, the, in global warming. Which create which, and the pollution started creating acid rain. The ocean level started rising, and then once the American military, well, I shouldn't say American, but once the Venetian, Venusian, whatever, mm-hmm. Venus military of one country realized what was happening, they created the Ark Project, mm-hmm. where they took the DNA samples from as many animals and species as possible and put it onto a giant space vessel called the Ark, that would ferry as many people as possible and many animals and creatures to Earth to get here because Venus was being destroyed. So they flee, and then the Ark Project comes, and the Great Flood sweeps over Venus, wiping out all civilization from global warming, and then they land on Earth, and then what do we see in the fossil record? The Precambrian explosion. All of a sudden, around the same time, the fossil record just, boom, tons of different animals. Why? Because the Ark Project dropped a bunch of the the critters, and then they started populating, and then all started dying around the same time, so now they appear appear in the fossil record as this great unexplainable elite. I don't actually believe that, but come on, let's be real. Mm-hmm. It's a way better conspiracy I mean, theory than we lived explain, on Mars. It might explain octopuses. We don't know. Dude, yeah. for yeah. real. They look like the brain and stem creature inside yeah. our bodies. Yeah. And there's or like weird DNA creatures. stuff and there's just, the, they don't make sense that. for Earth. This yeah. looks like a jungle planet that got superheated. It really looks like it used to we be landed, a jungle planet. We landed a drone there and it got, it, I think the Russians did, and it got crushed and just like melted or something. Oh. Yeah, I was I was watching this video where they claimed that we could make floating cities on Venus because mm-hmm. the gases are so dense that we could make like floating platforms on gas. It's just crazy. heated by like the geothermal heat from underneath. I think it's just a hot planet. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of energy potential to boil yeah. water. Yeah, well, you know, we're on Earth. We'd, we'd go to Mars, but Mars can't sustain an atmosphere is my understanding. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We're just trapped on Earth. You want to know what's really scary? Mm-hmm. You want to know the scariest thing? Oh, Europa. God, the universe is expanding, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually... On Earth, once the universe expands to a certain point, you won't actually be able to see any stars or planets or galaxies or anything because they'll be so far away that light traveling towards us is just doesn't reach us anymore. You know what I mean? So there are going to be potentially creatures on this Earth, maybe in a certain amount of time, they're born into existence and they look up at the black sky. They see nothing and they think. There's nothing. So are we just getting prepped for that with all this light pollution? No. Look, we can look at the stars and we understand the universe exists because we can see the light that has reached us. But if the universe expands to, if it keeps expanding, eventually it'll be too far away for us to even see because the light will never reach us. All they'll have is our records and the teachers will teach the records until the records become racist and they're not allowed to teach them anymore. It'll it'll be faith. (laughs) It'll be magic to them. They'll be like, we know it doesn't exist because you can look out. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. It was a bunch of dreams and hallucinations of these people. But here's the thing. If you can't see the stars, you can't conceptualize the concept of outer space and stars. So You'd once, have to take it on faith. No, but, but it would, the concept wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. What if there was something where, like, you know, interdimensional elves would randomly appear, and then one day, you know, a thousand years ago, they all died off? So it would come out. It come out to like us, leprechauns it, don't exist. Yeah, it would. It would be. It would become a myth. 
Right. Right. Like, you know, way distant out there, there are these things called stars and, you know, eventually it would fade into... And they would make movies about, like, stars coming to Earth and, like, giving mm-hmm. people magic powers because they wouldn't understand what it actually oh, was. Yeah. I think the universe the, is rubber banding. So it is it is accelerating now and it's getting bigger faster, but it will eventually slow back down and start to come back together and then pop again. That's called Big Crunch Theory. It was disproven a long, long time ago. I think there's a lot of those happening, like popcorning all over the so, mm-hmm. multiverse. They initially, we had solid state theory. Do you know what solid state theory is? The universe is and has always been. Then we had eventually Big Bang, the Big Bang theory that the universe is expanding. And from that, we had a lot of people theorize something called the Big Crunch, that if the energy is being pushed out at a certain point, could it start coming back in? uh, A better way to explain it is if gravity attracts, wouldn't at a certain point everything condense into singularities and then all start moving back towards each other? Wasn't Stephen Hawking? That was disproven. Wasn't he one of the ones that disproved? Didn't he? He thought everything was shrinking and he like wrote a whole thesis on it. And then he's like, now I'm going to disprove my own theory. <laughs> and he wrote a whole thesis on how it's expanding. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, basically where we're at now mm-hmm. is that the universe is actually acceler- accelerating faster and faster and faster as if the ball is rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. At no point will the ball just stop and then roll well, back up I- the If it goes down and then goes back up and then back down and back up, you might start to see it because gravity is actually a pressure. It's pushing. It's not being it's not a pulling force it's a pushing force so it's possible that things are being expelled into a universe that's actually push, trying to push them back but they're still in a rate of acceleration and will eventually be pushed back together so i guess it is still a hypothesis when you look it up they they just basically say it's a hypothesis that's good There's something Science called the big bounce settled. propose mm-hmm. that it keeps going back and forth a big bang big crunch big, big bang big bounce crunch. Mm-hmm. that's interesting big yeah. bounces big yeah bounce. big bounce um, yep. Hey, regarding what we were talking about earlier, I think the CIA has given us disinformation. I think that's just rampant what the CIA does. You think that they're giving it just to distract us and keep us like yeah. talking about aliens while they do their dirty work? Yes. And some of them maybe are truly deluded and, and making crazy theories or they did hear from a friend mm-hmm. something. Um, I don't trust like hidden sources. Well, I, like, I know one of the sources that I red flagged me was the John Brennan. Yes. Yeah. What what happened? In the article, it said, John Brennan says that we're stupid to think or arrogant to think that we're the only species. As soon as they quoted John Brennan, I'm like, John Brennan is just dirty, swampy. I love John Brennan. Uh, Me too. Yeah. yeah, You know what I would love? You know what would be like the best evening ever? What? Bezos, Zuckerberg, Brennan, you know, just hanging Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Just all these these, these heroes. That'd be awesome. Smart. Bill Gates. In a sauna. So it's hot. Yes. You know, actually, actually, you know, be really great. What? In a sauna with Brennan, mm-hmm. Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Bezos, and Alex Jones. Oh, oh, <laughs> that might actually be fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you have to wear like a shield though because you'd go off. <laughs> I'd pay for that. Super yeah, heated, right? Alex I'd Jones. like to be in this sauna at this time. Well, whatever this conversation is begins. Mm-hmm. Buckets be very of, interesting. of cold water. I'd so watch no it on pay per view. Yeah, pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, put a man. GoPro in there. All right, how about we go to super chats, everybody? My friends, if you are listening right now and you really want to help out the show, give us a like because your comments, your likes, your engagement. You're basically telling YouTube the show is good. So when you do that, it really does help us out. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the notification bell because subscriptions often don't matter all that much. Notifications do. And just share the show with your friends if you think it's good because that ultimately is what really helps us grow. And go to TimCast.com, become a member because we'll have a bonus segment coming up after the show for members only. Let's read some of these super chats. We got Ramshill says, Ian Crossland, I used to watch your YouTube videos when I was in high school. People don't realize how much of a legend you are. (gasps) 
Thank you, Ramshaw. <laughs> I got a comment the other night. They were like, I, I remember when this video came out when I was six. Oh, wow. And now oh. I'm 21. Aww. That's weird. And he was like, time is weird. I'm like, yeah, time is weird. What is it? <laughs> time, is, time is weird. Time is They're growing up. <laughs> Swinging Panda says, my province is going back into phase one lockdowns. Our oh. premier is a total tool. Alberta oh. is a joke. Appreciate your freedoms, America. Well, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, I can walk around and do whatever I want. We have chickens. I like that mm-hmm. we, we, we were just sitting there watching them do chicken stuff. Chickens yeah. are getting bigger. We'll play with chickens yeah, the, today. the chickens are at the age where they're jumping on top of their houses. A couple of them are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you wow. doing, chicken? Why do you <laughs> jump on your house? <laughs> and they just like, stand there. Yeah, so for a long time, they were really scared. Now, a couple of the big ones, like I'll put my hand near them and they'll just look at me and then like peck my fingers. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because they're like, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like, I know this guy. I'm glad mm-hmm. you've this been there for died. them. I was not really around for their childhood. Aww. The chickens? Yeah. yeah. The last two week. weeks. Yeah. I was only there a couple days. <laughs> yeah. They don't know you. No. They grow up so fast. Maybe they'll remember me. All right. Lester Leo says Trump promised to build 1,000 miles of wall in eight years. 450 miles of walls were built before he left the uh, left house. He was on schedule. Yeah. So that was on schedule, yeah, right? Right yeah, right on schedule. Yep. He fulfilled a promise, I guess. I mean, he did that in four years. Yep. He wasn't Jose, as bad as they made him out. No, to God, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jose no. Pereira says, it's not a wall. <laughs> it's a lo- it's a tall, large, tall structure that separates boundaries. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A narrow, yes. Influx. More clarification. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. N- not a serial killer says, supporter since the beginning, been following Tim since Wall Street. Please shout out my man Brent's comic. Take the monkey and run on Kickstarter. Oh, Oh, there you go. Take the monkey and run on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. All right. The lukewarm gamer says, do you think the fall of comics as the go woke has, as they go woke, has anything to do with anime and manga are getting more popular in the West as they're not woke? Probably. I definitely think so. What do I want to watch? Woke Captain America (laughs) complaining about bigotry or like some dude who's a pirate and like can punch dudes from really far away. And another guy who's like a sword guy with a sword in his mouth and he's like cutting people with it. Attack on Titan's pretty weird too. I don't know, like people turn into giant monsters or something. My daughter got me uh, watching this anime, uh, uh, Something Neverland. Somebody knows what it's called. I don't know. The Something Neverland. Someone will say it. Um, It's it's about these, these orphans who all live with this, you know, woman. And she's she's sending them out to be adopted, and they love her. They call her mom, and apparently she's sending them to monsters to be eaten or to, to be in. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So when they, they find the out, and they find out about it, so now they have to escape. Oh, but I'm like, the isn't promise Neverland, the promise Neverland. Isn't that infinitely called. more interesting than Captain America being Way like, more are you a racist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're. See, I'd rather watch that with my daughter than. Did have you guys her. ever see Stan Lee's Superhumans? No. He, he, I, after, yeah, oh, I did yeah, watch a couple right. of He started yeah, yeah, yeah. a show where he would go around Earth and look for people with real... Like, one guy could, like, magnetically stick pans to his head. Ooh. One yeah. guy could, like, put bison to sleep with his energy. Mm-hmm. He had this, like, contortionist guy was the host. I mean, that's Stan Lee. He he got tired of the, the bull of, of the crap and was mm-hmm. like, I'm finding real superhuman people, which, of which there special. are. special. He's cool. That's yeah. a big people loss. People that could, like, get super hot and, like, cause steam off their wet shirts oh, and stuff. Yep. Yeah, we got the political commentator says, shout out to Josie. She's awesome. And I, for one, am proud that she isn't party approved. <laughs> Much of the Libertarian Party now is a joke, unfortunately. If you're a real Libertarian, she's the one you got to follow. Aww. That's true. Which would, who said that? The political commentator. The political commentator. Yes, we follow each other. There you go. Aw, thank you. Aaron says, this is for Ian. I know you're not crazy about having kids, but if you asexually reproduce, <laughs> you should name your son Lil Ian and your daughter Lillian. Oh, oh Lillian. Lillian. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah, I, really I think like I did that. see Ian the other day budding. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's kind of butting him. I'm, a little yeah, bit. I'm into yeah. it. It, it was just season. coming and then it fell off his yeah. arm, mm-hmm. and then eventually grew legs and ran off. I so think I that we are fungus that ate animal that ate other fungus. <laughs> yeah, like, like what happened was in the tide pool, there was all this plant matter, and then mm-hmm. there were all this fungus. And some of the fungus ate plant matter and stayed fungus. Some mm-hmm. of the fungus ate other fungus and became animal. Oh, why do you think that? Because I'm crazy. <laughs> totally. Crazy. I'm just using logic. I'm all right, logic. I'll accept that explanation. Mm-hmm. Too much fungus. <laughs> All right, so super for education says alpha and beta particles are also ionizing radiation, not just gamma rays. Ah, okay. Right. All right, let's see. Bobby Lane says, Tim, please look into the EPA's plan to ban modified cars, even if for use on racetracks. If there are any car enthusiasts, please sign the RPM Act that SEMA is putting together. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, let's see. What is this? Gerg C says, Tim, congratulations on being around such beautiful people. Yes. Please be careful when purchasing land in the future. Make sure the land you purchase includes the mineral uh, yeah. rights. I heard about oh, this. I know all about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mo- a lot of land in rural areas, they've already sold the mineral rights, and they try to sell you surface rights. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one day, some guy shows up with a bulldozer, and he's like, I got the contract. I own what's underneath. <gasps> yeah. And oh, then yeah. there's, like, restrictions on, like, you have to allow them certain access, and oh, so oh. dumb. All right, let's see. Realm Explorer says Star Trek Deep Space Nine, season three, episode 11 and 12, past tense. Crazy how close this two-part episode is to reality now and in the near future. Realm Explorer haunted, abandoned, and exploration videos. That sounds fun. I definitely want to fund that too. So some urban explorers going around to old abandoned stuff. I think one of the things we want to do is we talked about doing the paranormal podcast. But I think I, I want to get someone to go around and explore the, the monsters of West Virginia. Because there's a bunch. There's like Mothman, like Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. I remember the Mothman. Yeah. I do that. I was watching the show on Travel Channel the other day. It was like the scariest places in the U.S. or something. Mm-hmm. And they did this really funny thing where they would interview someone in broad daylight and it was really not scary at all. But they would hold the camera at an angle <gasps> pointed upwards and then do something called feathering where it makes the, the rim around them look dark. <gasps> and then they would just drop the brightness. So it looks dark out, and the camera's in an angle and pointed up, and then they would put eerie music, and I'm like, "Silly, it works." <laughs> There's so like, it's like a guy standing in the forest, like, "Oh, my dog went outside and like he got <laughs> eaten by something," and then it's like the camera's in an angle, it's going like, dun, 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 boom, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I'm like, "This is crazy, man." <laughs> There's this dude named Bradley Garrett. He, you can follow him on Twitter at Goblin Merchant. He uh, he's been on Rogan before, and he's an urban explorer. Oh, he wrote, has written books about it. He would go under London, like deep under London. There's different layers. There's like, oh yeah, they got like oh. a throne of skulls or something. Like, yeah, yeah. catacombs all over the oh, place. Oh yeah, man. it's awesome. Did you want to hear crazy stories? Yes. So I, I I've been to the catacombs in France because they have like a tour. You go down and you go into this one approved area, and there's just like dead people, skulls and bones yep. all over the place. But you can actually go down deeper. I think what happened was in Italy. They needed a place to like get rid of bodies, so they built catacombs, right? Mm-hmm. There was a party some college kids were having, and they went down into like an, a, a very like not far in part of the catacombs, right? They were like in the in the, in the beginning, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And some girl went to go take a leak, and so she went around the corner, took a leak, and then forgot how she got there, <gasps> took a wrong turn. They found her weeks later, starved to death, dehydrated, just dead. In the catacombs because it's miles. She got lost. Oh my god! Yup. Don't be dumb. Oh Don't my go down gosh! There, what man. a nightmare! The catacombs. Has there been a Could movie? Could you imagine? What a place to die! Oh, being yeah. lost in this disturbing oh, and the no panic takes over in the darkness. Yep. You're just in there, just Bradley surrounded by dead bodies. Phone. Oh my gosh! No reception. Why yeah. would you do that? No, That's crazy. Probably I would, drunk. Yep. No, she yeah, was drunk. Yeah. She was drunk, and she took the wrong turn, and then one wrong turn, and you're gone. Yep. And they were like, she's gone. Two weeks yeah. later, they went and found her, and she was just Whoa. died of dehydration, I guess. Just like, yeah. Oh, no. 
Dude, anyway, yeah. horrifically yeah. awesome. Not in James the real James Harrelson says the Portland fire bomber who was just indicted for last summer's terror riots. He is from Indiana, and his name is Malik Muhammad. Maybe Nation of Islam. Just like the Capitol Hill barricade guy who also was from Indiana. Uh-oh. I got my tinfoil on, Tim. <laughs> well, speaking of tinfoil, if you haven't smashed the like button, one thing you can do is go to TimCast.com and click shop because we have the limited edition tinfoil gorilla available. The, it's very much the same as the regular I am a gorilla shirt, but he's wearing a tinfoil hat. And the I am a gorilla is written in black letters instead of white letters. Exactly. I think this one will only be up for a little while, and then we'll eventually eventually take it down because it was just a special edition. Same thing is true for the for the Diamond Hands Gorilla, which is we got that one right there. That one's right here. Yeah, that's where he's the Wall Street guy. And he's got a cigar and he's holding you know stacks of cash. This one's oh, a misprint. Yeah, it's this a little a, too dark. Yeah, yeah this was misprinted. misprinted. It's a little a little too dark, but uh, it's it's okay. You can see he's got Aww. the cigar. <laughs> I like he looks so happy. Yes, he he's got Aww. he's Diamond Hands Gorilla man. That yeah, guy is a character good. waiting to be fleshed out. Yeah, we should make a show. Yeah. about he's a gorilla who goes around telling people to enjoy life. Gorilla tactics. It's, it's he's gonna he's gonna be a psychic gorilla who tells people how to improve their lives and yeah. offers them self help. Yeah. Gorilla and worker. tells them to be responsible for themselves. And he and can like smash stuff like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd already read this before I'd read the Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> and he meets parody versions of Captain America and explains to him that he's, you know, got to allow people to explore ideas and be free. And, mm-hmm. That everyone know. he doesn't like is not a racist. Right, exactly. Yeah. He lived in a cage until he was like 16 and someone let him out of his cage. And mm-hmm. so ever since no, no, he no, wants no. to give back. He's he lived in a ca- He lived in a cage. But what happened was he gained his superpowers because while he was in the cage, in the dark, he began meditating. And through the power of meditation, he gained enlightenment and then started levitating in his cage. And when they found him, the cage had already dematerialized and he floated wow. out to the sun. He developed connection to alien races through the meditation. Oh. So Interdimensional other characters. aliens. Yes. Perfect. Through the DMT Now we have a universe. Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's a better idea. Let's make a superhero <laughs> comic about a gorilla who took DMT. Mm-hmm. He didn't know where he was getting it, but it was the acacia. He was eating acacia plants. A regular gorilla walking around and it's just like really boring looking. And then he just like stumbles over, sits down, and eats. We can make Iwaska. a group of gorilla superheroes. One of them oh, yeah. could be si- yes. One all, of the stock traders. Both. I'm <laughs> saying, idea. let's not stop there. I a pod, am here a, for a this gorilla, content. A gorilla is minding his own business. Meanwhile, a podcast host is on a trip in Africa and drops DMT, not realizing it. And the gorilla finds it and takes it, and then his mind just goes. Whoosh, and then he gains access to the interdimensional network, and Ooh. the elves endow him with. In, super intelligence and psychic powers. Well, no, yeah. there's a problem with this. What's that? What's that? Because that's the start of <laughs> Curious George, and it was deemed racist because the white man, the man in the yellow the, hat, the man oh, in the yellow yeah. hat, okay. Ted. Wait, wait, the, the, Ted gave Curious George DMT. No, Ted gave him purpose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thing, so, right? so, so, this is offensive and now. And VR goggles. Have you seen the yeah. video of the the monkey with the VR goggles? Oh, I have not. Some people seen say it. it's animal abuse, but the monkey's like going crazy. <laughs> kind of a cool. The monkey's way, like all like, about this. About yeah. How's he going crazy? I, he's just like. Check the. I guess that was him going, that would be okay. going crazy. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say like <laughs> he was trying to climb the walls or something. No, not just. He's, in it. <laughs> He's freaking so out. crazy, okay? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh Vegas goodness. girl says, Tim, you should have Donald Trump on as a guest. Yes. The problem is Trump would, would instantly get us banned because they literally banned Trump. He's mm-hmm. a voice disguiser. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, it'll clearly be Trump. And it's <laughs> still, it'll be like, we'll, we'll pixelate his face. And he's talking like this. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what happened to this election. Okay. The radical <laughs> left. The, the radical left. <laughs> like, we know who that is, right? Facebook is like, can, can we ban him? Can what if, we? what if, 
What if we put on Facebook, it was clearly not Trump, but we claimed it was. Would mm-hmm. they ban us? That'd be fun. Like if it was just a silhouette of a guy who looks like Trump doing the same yeah, thing Yeah, the, the algorithms would ban you. Have yeah. you seen the, the Trump playing the accordion videos? Oh, yes, yeah. I, I have. Them. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best thing in the world. Amazing. He's going like this all the time. <laughs> I love it. It's so much boring now with Biden. I guess we oh, can make fun of his speech impediment no, or something. Oh, that's yeah. just well, sad. They have, I mean, SNL is trash, but they have some, I love SNL. But, Thank you but, for clarifying. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> but they have, um, you know, some some impersonators on there. But they're always trying to give it like a cute spin to how nice he is, you know, <laughs> like oh, instead gross. of like Ugh. calling out the non political. But David Carvey actually did a good impression of him. Yeah, That's yeah. It, it wasn't. It was just that, on yeah. an interview. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, the worst was Alec Baldwin. It's like oh. he wasn't even Trump. I don't understand what he was impersonating. It was impersonating the idea. Right, yes. right, yeah. right. So people that, would actually watch Trump. It was speak. the caricature that they were right. impersonating. Remember that Trump movie that came out like eight months ago? It got all this attention for like a week and then just disappeared. Trump movie? Yeah, it was a movie about Trump. And like oh. some famous guy portrayed Trump. Oh, um, oh yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, oh, it made I him remember. look all vile. It was like soft core adult stuff, yes. What? Like, yeah, so okay, weird. so it was like we left should watch wing that, that revenge yeah. fantasies, not Are we? We gotta read some more of these super chats. We got Bobby Bob says we were told the Patriot Act was for our own good and safety <laughs> and is needed. Sure. Look at what it Psych. got us and in the and the Middle East. They say the same thing about COVID passports. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm not I'm not down for Patriot Act BS and stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called Patriot though. Oh, yeah. uh, Adam Collins says, Tim, I live in Maryland and I just renewed my license to get the real ID. I had to use my voter ID as identification. I just thought you would like to know. Ha. Huh? It's mm-hmm. double racist, huh? Mm-hmm. Punk Rock Fox says, I live in Dearborn, Michigan. Best food. The east side is Lebanese, while the south is Yemeni. There are cultural issues between the two Arab groups. Lebanese assimilate, while the Yemeni do not. Interesting. That's Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Brian Schink says, shout out to my podcast, Shooting the Dirt. Mm-hmm. Is it a gun podcast? <laughs> Don't do that. Zachary Kale says, it's very important you understand something. I have extensive experience with fentanyl. What you need to understand is how you take F when you buy it on the street. It's... It's so easy to OD. I'll tweet to Ian the, the specifics. Love you, redheaded libertarian. Oh, I love you. I love you too. The Gaelic bat says, Tim, I'm surprised you didn't mention April 5th as first contact day. I thought you were a Trekkie. Tisk tisk. <laughs> Big fan of the show. Also free the code. <laughs> I said it was Trump day. And so here's what I did. I tweeted today is four five, which will forty five will forever be known as Trump Day in mm-hmm. honor of the forty fifth president. Mm-hmm. It got like two thousand three hundred retweets. Everyone's laughing, and a bunch of lefties are like, "No!" And then <laughs> the next day, you? then today I, I tweeted, "Today is four six, which will be forever known as Biden Day in honor of the forty sixth president." Tomorrow is Kamala no. Day. No. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh. Some people got it, and they were like, "That was an excellent setup." Because mm-hmm. I quoted the other day, like that was a thing I was doing mm-hmm. because you know. Kamala Day is tomorrow. So four what, seven. They're saying in in Star Trek lore four five is the day that Zephyrin Cockrum's uh, warp drive caused the Vulcans yes. to to notice Earth and come here. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. After a nuclear war and then authoritarianism and then the police were being were were uh, given drugs. Star Trek lore is crazy, man. Well, police were given drugs for what? Yeah. So there was like a period in Star Trek history where on Earth. It, everything was very authoritarian, and the cops would have these drug things. That they would just like oh, like, like super soldier type. I think it was more like narcotics. Yeah, I could be wrong. But there's an episode in The Next Generation where Q is wearing this, like, police riot uniform with drugs on it, talking about the pathetic history of Earth or whatever. Wow. Yeah. TNG is amazing, man. Yeah, really. I, that's why I haven't got into uh, Deep Space Nine, because it was so good, I don't want to I mean, Deep Space Nine is good. Really? Yeah, dude, Deep Space Nine is great. The Dominion TNG. War? Come on. <laughs> Voyager's okay. 
You know, I saw the first I one, like Janeway. Enterprise, because I like Scott Bakula so much. I thought Janeway was a good captain. I guess a lot of people didn't like her. Yeah, but you know, the next generation is the best. So. Yeah, can't argue with it. One patriot says Jordan Peterson is a hero. He saved more lives than BLM ever will. He saved my He inspires life. millions to face their shadows and become their best self, which terrifies leftists because they want people to stay in the victim mindset. Mm. Dude, for real. I was in such a dark place in 2016. When I said Jordan Peterson is a threat because of what yeah, he speaks. He's great. Mm-hmm. Chris DeLuca says legit the best would have ever had was, at a, was, had was a, tuck, a taco truck run by a woman who spoke no English. I spoke no Spanish. Google Translate for the win. Best food ever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. I mean, you grow up in certain places and you'll you'll pick up bits of different languages. I mean, especially in any major city in New York, you're probably going to learn some Spanish and it, there's tons of people who speak different languages. You'll probably pick stuff up. Mm-hmm. That's a great American melting pot, man. Julie Simone says, I support legal immigration and agree with Ian. People should be able to speak the language, especially working in public service. Taxpayers shouldn't have to struggle to communicate with a person at the post office in California. Mm. Shaking my head. Good point. All right, let's see. We got too many super chats. We have so many. Mm-hmm. Joseph Henson says the fact that Anne McCaffrey gets ignored says it all for these movie companies. Writers have been getting worse since the strike. Everyone forgot about because some people did something. Interesting. Who's oh, Anne McCaffrey? Yeah, I don't know who's that. I'm not sure. I do remember the strike though. What is it? Uh, the writers all went on a strike. Yeah, and it yeah. killed a bunch of shows yep. because it made them all crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Lost was happening in that time. So oh, there was wow. like one season of Lost. It might be season four. That's just trash. Oh. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Brandon Gilmore has been listening for a little over a year now. Love the channel. Can I get a shout out for my band Under the Gallows? We just released a new song. A few new songs. Oh, excellent. Good job. Great. Josh says, I am a gorilla. Glad to hear it, Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jalapeno Ketchup says, so awesome to see Josie on, but I hope Figaro is getting his dinner on time tonight. Mm. <laughs> no, Figaro. Who is it? Who's Figaro? Figaro is my oh. tuxedo cat. He's a Norwegian forest cat, so he's big, and he's fluffy, and he's friendly, and he's more popular than I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I like he those cats. Adorable. Those those long hair. Yep. I love those Long cats. hair, big, yep. Yeah, those he's, are all He's amazing, yep. So cute. Will yeah. Beasley says, Luke went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here, so and he was like... I'm going to run up to the gas station and get some cigarettes. you need anything? And mm-hmm. I was like... Just a host for the show. Just I was like, yeah, just, just just a co-host. He was like, all right, I'll see you in a few minutes. And that was it. He was gone. <laughs> so betrayed. <laughs> yeah. I'll never recover. Just, just a co-host. <laughs> Luke actually did... He, he came out to hang out. He wasn't planning on coming on the show. Yeah. yeah. He was going to be for like three days. And we, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, like I'll just come hang like out on, on the way. And then I forgot what happened. Someone canceled, I guess. And I was like, hey, Luke, we had a cancellation. You want to come on the show? And he was like... I don't know. I like being tied down. <laughs> no, no, yeah. just it was for one night. And he was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And then I was like, it's one night, dude. We'll do the show. He's like, all right, cool. And then we did the show. And then I was like, Great, well, yeah. you're, you're still here. Why don't you just come on again? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he was on every single show for like two months. <laughs> the audience <laughs> loves awesome. Luke. Aww. Yeah, Luke's good, dude. I mean, most people love Luke. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see. 80, 88 Games says, Tim, you've basically explained the plot of Gundam Wing with Space Colony War. Hey, oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. Ryan Berkabile says, tap one land, create one one squirtle token. Pretty squirtle powerful token. land. I love it. That's a very powerful Candelabra land. Candelabra of Taunos much? What? That untaps lands. Yeah, but it can only use it one time. Yeah, it is. You could yeah. probably break that, though. Make a bunch of squirrels. <laughs> what could you use to repeatedly untap? Well, you got your your uh, instill energy. I'm old school. Do you got anything that could sacrifice a creature to untap a land? 
Adam's deck, basically, probably tap unlimited lands. Because then you could just tap the land infinitely. Untap the land, draw a card. What are we talking about? Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. SB says, Tim, check out the DS9 episode Tribunal. O'Brien experiences the Cardassian justice system, propaganda, and predetermined verdicts. Very topical now. Yeah, dude, excellent show. Nova Zero says, wrong. 51% attack is crap. Government buying into only strengthens crypto. Get a SME. There is the tech, the infrastructure, and the market. Don't recklessly lump them together. Andreas Antonopoulos is my recommendation. He's a Bitcoin. He's a big-time Bitcoin guy. All right. Well, there you go. Andrea Rojas says, Hi, Tim and team. Will you guys ever go on tour? Have a live show with audience. I think it would be awesome. Thank you for all you guys do. We have a 40-foot fifth-wheel trailer because Luke convinced us to get one. (laughs) Uh, And the idea is that we can actually have this studio set up in an RV. The plan is to drive out one weekend to like Nashville, do shows there all week, and then Friday night do a live show at a venue, then drive to Austin, same thing, then back to Nashville, then back home. Probably other, that's the first idea we have. There's just so much insane stuff happening in so many meetings that it's very, very difficult to actually do anything. And I like, I don't got a lot of time. So I'm actually, we have like three big projects for one, the creative enterprise that is going to be TimCast.com. So I am talking with some people about producing a pilot for a show and then maybe having an exclusive comedy show, like full TV show, legit, on TimCast.com. Then we're also going to be hiring news editors, writers, and I, I said I was going to be doing this fact-checking thing where we rate news organizations, and that's a project. And the third most important thing is the uh, Fediverse open source subscription service plugin for people's websites. Yeah. That's, to me, like a huge priority. I heard, yeah, I heard that the dissenter browser type way of going is not necessarily the best. I, sometimes it is to hear from one person, but apparently well, that's, that's, that's dangerous because it puts a lot of stress on the, on the company. An app, open source, free for everybody that you, you put on your website and it creates a subscription service. It's happening easy. whether we're involved or not, it's going to happen. So let's do it. I want to do it. The idea is then you don't need Patreon. You don't need any of these services. You'll just need your financial service provider. If you're running a business, maybe you go to a bank, get a merchant account, if you're, if, or you use one of these existing financial services online. And then all you got to do is plug in and people can sign up. And then on the first of every month, whoever is using this open source stuff, you'll see your charge go to all your favorite creators on their websites. So you're a member of their sites instead of being a member to like Disney or whatever. So then you're getting a big, you know, a big plethora of, uh, you're getting a plethora of content. We work with Minds when we were building our sorting mechanism. We, you basically, you'd be subscribed to who you're subscribed to, or you can see everyone uh, at some point, but then you can filter outwards. In addition to the things you want to see, like what's trending, hashtag this, you can pick specific words that you want to not ever show up in your feed. So we could do something like that too for search algorithms. I mean, the idea, I guess, is not only can you have your own subscription service that no one can ban you from, people can donate monthly to your website to get access to your content, so your own private Patreon, I guess, but it also networks all the other websites. So if you look at Discover, you'll see Ian's website, you'll see my website, you'll see Josie's website, and so it creates the social networking aspect just through each individual website, and then we create a directory website, you know, a node showing all the different websites. Like a torrent site. And basically, you go there, and you can see people posting things, and you can follow certain channels, but we don't host any of it. Just an API redirect. So then no one can ban. So they could come to us and be like, you're hosting this guy's kind of... We're not hosting it. It's just showing you a directory of existing content like iTunes does mm, with, with podcasts. That's smart. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. But it requires some know-how for the individual who has to buy their own server space, have their mm-hmm. own domain, and all that stuff. All right. Tom's Pant says, Soviet scientist Anatoly Bogorsky is the guy who took an accelerated proton to the gourd. His story is really sad, even though he lived. Yeah, didn't it, like, make him go crazy? Like, it just messed his brain up in a crazy way? Mm. Yeah. 
an accelerated proton to the gore. Yeah, that would be extreme brain damage. Some happen. I'll have to read more about it. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Colo Blyson says, the Fermi Paradox says, we've not found other life because we've studied less than zero point and then a bunch of zeros, 1% of the universe. There you go. Mm-hmm. Chris says, there is also accounts in the Sumerian texts that Sodom was the result of nukes. The ancient texts have an eerie sci-fi feel to it. Yeah, what was that story where it's like, you know, I think it was like God said, don't look back or you'll turn to a pillar of yeah, salt or something. Yeah, that was Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, Lot's was it? Wife. Mm-hmm. Lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his And wife so the ancient aliens people are like, it's a nuclear weapon and they're telling oh, you yeah. to run because if you stop and turn back and watch, you'll get vaporized. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, okay. I and heard so that. The, the translation over generation for generation, it's you'll be turned to ash. You'll be you'll be you'll be disintegrated. Turns into a pillar of salt. Hmm. Oh, well, are were Sodom and Gomorrah next to each other? Were they near each other? I think they were close yes. by. Yeah. I heard that Gomorrah was on top of a salt mine, oh, and that all that um, what's what's that gas that it's produced? Salt Carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's flammable. Whatever it is, methane maybe. Methane caused a giant explosion that destroyed the city. Interesting. Mm. And they thought it was God striking oh, wow. the ground. That. And then somebody was like, yo, that dude was doing that other dude, and that lady was doing yeah. that those dudes too. And so, like, then it blew up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yep. man. But it sounds to me like God was and like, people nah. were probably like, don't do that, or God's going to strike you down. Don't. And then that place blew up. Yep. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of, like, you know, humans didn't understand what was happening, so they correlated what they could. Maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. some, some they, they watched, like, some old guy who got bit by, like, a, like a crab bit his butt, like, or snapped his <laughs> butt. And so he's, like, shaking and dancing like crazy, like, screaming in pain. And all they see is like, there's like this guy going like, and then a thunderstorm happens and they're like, whoa. Rain dance. Rain dance. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Really, it's just crab. And then the old guy's like, no, 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 it was a crab. He like, you know, his pinch on my butt when I sat down and they're like, we saw this guy dance and then it rained, man. Mm -hmm. It's rain powers. We saw a pattern. We We had to go with it. That's right. Curtis B says, nightly convo in short. Tim, the leftism right, the rightism left. Ian, what happened? My vibration was focused on the Fed. Lids, <laughs> yes, amazing. Josie, I'm a Lil, Liber- Lil L libertarian and honey badger. There you go. That summarized oh, the whole episode. I know exactly who that is. That's the whole thing. How mm-hmm. do you feel about breaking up the Federal Reserve, Josie? <laughs> um, I think Ron Paul should do it with his bare hands and his baseball yes. bat. Mm-hmm. All right. Richard Carlson says, did you snatch the ARC idea from Doom and combine it with the storyline of Titan AE? LOL. No, I'm talking about, um, like Noah's Ark. I'm just making a sci-fi version of it that a bunch of people had to build a giant ship to escape a giant flood and took two of each animal with them. And that's it. So Michael Brogan says, Tim, your Venus Ark project sounds like spoilers, Horizon Zero Dawn, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn is amazing. It's an excellent video game. Uh, and it's similar. For those that aren't familiar, there's an, uh, a self-replicating AI that is basically stripping out organic matter and turning it into machines. And they realize they can't stop it at this point, And it's going to wipe out all organic life on the planet. So instead of trying to save the planet, what they do is they bury in these big laboratories machines that will terraform the planet back after the original AI dies out. Wow. Because if there's no more matter left, then they'll have the activation of a new AI that starts rebuilding. So there's robotic deer, like robotic bears trying to recreate the ecosystem. And then machines start cloning humans and then they're born and then society emerges. And so they're all like very tribal, Mm -hmm. but they have like remnants of ancient technology. Love it. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Good game. The game's fun too. Really, really. What's really amazing about it, in my opinion, is that it's a new unique gameplay where you got like a bow and arrow, but you're fighting robots. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually like take out a robot with a bow and arrow? Hitting key points and like breaking panels off and then damaging the you know critical components. This is a brilliant game. Really good stuff. 
All right, let's see. Jeffrey Perrine says Battlestar Galactica was called Adam's Ark. Very much like your theory. I want to help you make art and show what's, uh, and show what's a good email to reach you. Um, I don't know for pitches. We have jobs at timcast.com, which is probably not the best, but it's probably the best for now. It's just really difficult to get, uh, to that point to start taking on, you know, legit full pitches and stuff. So I guess you can try jobs at timcast.com. Chad Duffy says, Hey, Tim and Cast, I've been writing a comic and just found the money to pay an artist. I was wondering if I could send you guys my first comic. Love what you do. And thank you. Yes, at TimCast.com. I think in the contact section, yeah. there's, like a, there's a P.O. box. There you can send whatever you'd like. Send us uh, things so long as it's appropriate, I suppose. Because it, goes to, it goes, goes to a mailbox. <laughs> Austin Scott says, The EPA has been raiding aftermarket car shops and finding, finding vehicles that are track only. They may have no cats, but, the pass, but they pass emissions. See Lund Racing's YouTube video. Look into the RPM Act. It means so much. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, second time I heard about that. Frank Perez says, Tim, you should have Allison Morrow on. She used to work for Network News and now does YouTube videos. Consider it. I will look into that individual. I'm not super familiar with her. Just Jenny says, shout out to Trevor. Hey, Trevor. We were, <laughs> pretty, up, we were pretty mean to you now, but yeah. we're, we're, we're cool. It's not mm-hmm. personal. We're all, we're, all, we're all friends now. I love you, Trevor, actually. We're pals mm-hmm. now. He can hang here. Daniel Rodriguez says, <clears throat> did everyone know that Tim skateboards? Whoa. Now you do. You do? Whoa. There was a really? funny, there was a funny thing on Twitter where someone was like, I bet Tim Paul doesn't even really skateboard. He probably just pretends. <laughs> and I've got videos that have like, so my buddy Brett Novak, and I always, I always shout out his channel. It's youtube.com slash Bradjack. And then he always messages me, messages me because he's like, all of a sudden I saw a bunch of subscribers or something. What is it? Youtube.com slash what? Bradjack. B-R-A-G-I-C. So there's a bunch of videos. There's one from when I was 19. It's one of the first videos uploaded to YouTube. It's from like, it was recorded December of 2005 or something. And it's one of the first videos on YouTube, I get YouTube, I guess. It's me skating in a warehouse. I'm like 19 and it did, it had a few thousand views. And then because my name's at Tim Pool, a day to Chicago warehouse, now it has like half a million. Mm, I love that. It's Whoa. just, it's a super old video that YouTube keeps recommending to people. What is time? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But then I have a couple of clips from him that are like legit. Like one's a Nolly half hard flip, late flip, and one's a hang 10 hard flip. And then at the end, I do a hang 10 hard flip, late flip. So it's all there. We actually did film one years ago, which was a full hang 10 hard flip, late flip segment, but I just too hard to do. It's like a legit hard trick. Not deep fake. No, legit. Oh, okay. Yeah, real Confirmed. real trick. Yeah, I got all the wacky tricks in the book. All the weird stuff. A lot of people don't want to play skate with me back in the day. Because <laughs> well, you're too good? Because I do. I, because, like, everybody can do kick flip, nollie flip, switch flip, fakie flip. You know, it's like all the basic tricks. And so I would watch people play skate. And I would do, like, I've, I've, I did a few of the S game of skate, like, back in the day, like, competitions. And it would be like the guy, the, the person I'm up against is, like, really good. And he'd be like, I'm going to do a pop shove it. Now I'm going to do a switch pop shove it. Now I'm going to do a frontside shove it. And I'm like, dude, this is so boring and a waste of our time because we both know we can do all of these tricks. You're just hoping I make a mistake on a basic trick. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll tell you what. I, I was playing skate against this one dude, and I did a trick. It's called a hang 10 hard flip. And the dude immediately looked at the judge and was like, dude, come on. And the judge was like, he, it, it's, what, what do you want me to say? Like, he did a trick. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I know these people can't do these tricks. So if I can get five tricks that I can never mess up, I will win in, fi- in you, five minutes. You're talking about the video game? You guys no, are, no, no. Oh, skate. Playing skate is where you do a trick. And your opponent has to do the same trick. Oh. If they don't do it, they get a letter. So if I would do, I would do uh, cancel flips. So you do a kick flip and then you use your heel flip to make it go the other direction. N- nobody knew what that was at the time. I could do all the different light flips. So it was always just like forward flip, hang 10 hard flip, nollie, ha- nollie half hard flip, ha- under flip, 
he'll cancel flip, and then it's like I win in five tricks. I'm done. I show up, I do the tricks, I win, and they just look at me like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, I know you can't do those tricks. I'm trying to win. I'm not trying to sit here for an hour <laughs> doing pop shove man. But anyway, I digress. Nambot says from Champaign, Illinois, love you guys, and TNG is indeed the best. All right, we'll do uh, one last super chat right here. Let's see. How do you pronounce that? Myth- oh, Mythic Rogue Schaller says, hey, Ian, do you know Bill's Bill Hicks, young man on acid joke? No, Bill- I know Bill Hicks. Young men and acid joke. I don't know that one. We'll but I like young men just in general as, as people, and I and I like acid. There you go. Uh, ergot, ergotamine. It comes from lysergic acid, mm-hmm. a fungus. So Roosevelt Media News says, please see international news reports about strange fibers in the disposable face masks. Mm. Uh, I saw something about that. What is that about? I didn't see much about it, but we'll look into it. We will, my friends. Maybe we will look into it. And it'll appear at TimCast.com in an exclusive Ooh. members only segment, which will be up in about an hour or so. So make sure you go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're we're, we're legit. Like I'm 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 saying this is going to be like a full on streaming service, man. It's not just going to be like talk radio or whatever. It's going to be shows, movies, documentary series, and we're going to start making a ton of awesome stuff. So if you're a member and it's like 10 bucks a month, I'm going to use the money that we get from you guys to keep making stuff. Yes. I'm not interested in infinity pools. I'm not going to buy a spaceship or anything like that. I'm not going to build an Iron Man suit. I'm going to make cultural content that is good for everybody, that is fun, that is entertaining and exciting with new superheroes, new concepts, with interesting stories. I'll tell you this. Check out my music video, Will of the People. It is an original song I wrote and an original concept for a video. A lot of people seem to like it. Maybe you'll like it, but it's a, I think it's a really great story, and we got it animated. And so this is an example of some of the stuff we want to make, which I think you'll actually get a, you'll get a kick out of. So uh, that being said, make sure you subscribe to this channel because we're very close to 1 million subscribers. And with your help, we will all make Google give us big, shiny, golden plaques, and then everyone will get one, and we'll hang them up, and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. And uh, hit the notification bell. Share the show if you really do like it. That's the best thing you can do. And whenever you like and comment, it, it helps because you're telling YouTube, like, hey, this is a good show. We like interacting with it. You can follow me on social media, TimCast. My other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash News. This show is live Monday to Friday at 8 p.m. So, of course, we will, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be fun because we for sure have... Uh, Brandon? Brandon Tatum. Ooh. We normally yeah. don't announce guests because then we get a cancellation. It's kind of a bummer. But that's going to be an excellent show. I think we can talk a lot about cops yes. and guns this and stuff. This is perfectly timed. Yeah. So I'm super excited that he's coming. And uh, Josie, do you have anything you want to mention before we go? Um, you can follow me. I I, I have a new page. <laughs> you can follow me at the T-R-H-L. T, that's T-H-E-T-R-H-L. And I love to see you all again i've missed everybody <laughs> it's like atm machine yes yeah. yes yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah right and automated transaction levels. machine machine yeah. <laughs> pin number teller machine machine mm. um thank you for clarifying thank yeah. you josie for coming you guys can follow me at iancrossland.net you can check out all my socials from there and um shout out to all the elements on the periodic tra- i don't know, mm. I don't know. <laughs> shout so, out from elements. what we came and where we go yes that's great i love it i want to shout out the elements on the periodic table why have i never thought of doing that before that's <laughs> wonderful thank you ian for Absolutely. that thought i'm sour patch lids on twitter and minds and real sour patch lids on gab and instagram we will see you all over at the timcast.com exclusive members only segment thanks for hanging out bye guys bye